Hailing frequencies are open. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Clear Skies. It's good to be back. I'm here with the fellow stream punks. How is everybody doing tonight? Ready to uh, go and stuff? Right. Why? Is something wrong, you guys? Is something <laughs> something causing anxiety? What? What, what could what could y'all be talking about? <laughs> yeah, the future of our democracy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, if you haven't done it yet, tomorrow I would just like to reiterate to everybody, um, to all of our American audience, voting is hope punk as fuck. So please get out there and do that. Make your voices heard from Narendra to Raft City. Vote, vote, vote. As as Sam <laughs> Ditovai. <laughs> Make sure to vote. Is that uh, I voted in Klingon? There it is. I voted. <laughs> De Tavai. Hey, write that name down. That's not bad. I'm going to put that. That's going to be an NPC that pops up later. De Tavai. You heard it here first. I guess Sam should get credit since Sam kind of gave it to me. Um, no, so voting should get credit. Hey, all of you Ox crew can get credit too if you vote. Do so. There may be a promotion in it for you. It's so, so, so important. We need we need every boot on the ground. Um, let's go ahead and jump into our announcements tonight. Uh, who's got some announcements they want to share with everybody before we get started with tonight's episode? Yes, Bonnie. You're muted. Let me unmute myself. Uh, so uh, right here on Wednesdays on Q Times, we will be resuming Denver by Night, the Vampire Masquerade uh, fabulous all-female cast this upcoming Wednesday. I'm, I'm assuming we're doing an episode, so check it out this Wednesday. And then mm. on Saturday, I'm in Things in Space on the Dragons and Things um, channel on Twitch. And it's crazy times, fun times. It's, just escape with us, everyone. Escape with me. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, Sander. Uh, for the past couple of weeks, Gina and I have been doing a campaign called Failed Save over at Pixel Circus, and we just wrapped our first season. Uh, and this Friday, we're going to have a retrospective where we take a look back at all of the fun, wacky things that happened uh, before we start our next adventure, uh, if Gina wants to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I'll jump in my announcement. Um, uh, as of the 13th, I'm going to be running a three-shot and I'm really excited about it because it's a puppet RPG and I'm really, really, really excited. I've been making all of the puppets for the last month and I finally get to share them with all of you. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah. that will be the 13th and I'm over You don't, you don't know my love for Muppets and Puppets. Like, you don't know the level. I sent you part of one. I saw it and it's saved <laughs> on my phone now. I have a full, accurate display of the pigs in space from the Muppets in my bedroom. Don't you mess with me. I love, I'm so excited for this. We need to do a pigs in space laser and feelings one day. Fault line I still have to run my lasers and feelings. I just might change my whole Yeah, story. do it, do it, Bonnie, do it, do it. But we do have uh, we do have some one shots that did get unlocked uh, with our fundraiser that we will be giving more information as it becomes available. It's just finding that time um, and everyone's crazy busy schedule. Um, and so Practical. whenever we can find that time, but you do have some really fun stuff to look forward to, possibly a pigs in space laser and some feelings with Bonnie Gordon. Uh, definitely a bachelorette 10 candles with Ravity running that game. And that's the one that's got like, we're all just hungry as hell to see what that one's gonna turn out to be like. Um, 
And we have one more, don't we? Don't we have one other person running yeah, a game? Yeah, Aliza is running a game for us. That's right. Oh, man. Good times. And, and the theme for guests. it is going to be a lot of fun. Um, she's decided who she wants to invite, or she's she's decided what she wants her theme for that to be. So look forward to that, you guys. Nice. Okay. Um, anybody else have any other announcements before we jump into the game tonight? Sam and I do. Oh, yeah. So this coming Thursday, uh, A Darkened Wish is back for our final season. Um, we are playing uh, our usual kids in an unusual way. So uh, get excited for that. We're back at 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific time over on D&D Twitch, uh, uh, right before this other D&D show that you maybe have heard of. Um, but uh, yeah, we're very excited. Right on. It's some right. of the gayest work I've ever done. That's <laughs> it my really, favorite. really, truly is. A Darkened <laughs> Wish is some of the gayest work that I have ever done. Go see A Darkened <laughs> Wish. Uh, all of the previous seasons are on YouTube. Uh, the only thing that I have to announce tonight is our spy game one shot that is a two-parter. It is going to be coming up soon, so stay tuned for news about that. I'm really excited about that. We're also going to be doing a giveaway in chat when that goes live. So we will give you all a heads up. There'll be an opportunity to win two. There are going to be two copies, two free PDF copies of Spy Game given away during that. So stay tuned. Um, and the last thing is, is we have, uh, we're, we're finishing up building our holiday schedule. Uh, Streampunk's going to be taking some time off. We will let you guys know when our season wraps here on Clear Skies. That does not mean that we're all going to stop streaming. It just means we're wrapping up our shows here on Q Times until uh, the next year. Uh, so we will keep everybody posted on how that's going. I think that's everything. You never ask. You never say, hey, Sam, do you have an announcement? Hey, Sam. I never want to be presumptuous because I don't know. You may be sick of me. You may be sick of all of this. Well, I mean, when you put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> no, it turns out I'm still excited. You heard it there, folks. Let's go ahead and jump into tonight's episode of Clear Skies. artist just disappears tech and you are left with the greatest food that has ever been delivered in the universe just sitting in front of you 
It was bigger on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Credits. <laughs> the most pure ending. <laughs> that is what a Star Trek engineer would be most entranced yeah. by. Yes. Yeah. 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 Totally. <laughs> All right. So we're starting off tonight's episode. The USS Ross has been docked at Starbase 364 for the past week now as it's been undergoing refit. Specifically, the old girl's getting upgraded. I shouldn't even call her an old girl because she's not even a year old yet. She is still a child. Um, this is uh, the USS Ross's first refit. She is getting an upgrade to her sensor suite. The USS Ross is receiving high-resolution sensors. They're not necessarily allow the Ross to see further, but they are allowing the USS Ross to see clearly, no matter how far she looks, up to her capacity, which is extraordinary and very useful here in the Shackleton Expanse, where there's a lot of bumpy things in the road, so to speak. The subspace anomalies that are smackled across the, sh the Shackleton Expanse are constantly... Well, I had to make up something, but I didn't want to use spackled because I was like, spackled's not a word either, you know? So anyway... Um, so the subspace anomalies are, what's that? Spackled is a word. Is it a word? What does that mean? No, 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 don't tell me there. Um, all right. Littered across the Shackleton Expanse, um, scattered, one might say, uh, these anomalies wreak havoc on starships that run into them unawares, specifically to the shield manifolds, the, the projection of the shield generators inside starship can actually reduce the power of the USS Ross shields could be problematic when you're traveling through unknown parts of space less so now that the Romulan menace seems to have been dealt with having wrapped up and somewhat pushed back the encroaching intrigue of the Romulan star empire and their internal affairs you have all managed to send Admiral Mindak on his way peacefully back to the Romulan star empire where rumor has it it's been making waves of of in the Romulan Senate because he is not throwing his support behind Sila. So this has become a heightened issue. And yet the situation is also becoming more stable as more and more people are jumping on the Senate train, as it were. However, Narendra Station is suffering from somewhat of a different level of intrigue. Right now, technically, it's the IKS Borku that's entangled in an intrigue plot. But spider webs have that way of getting sticky and kind of like in places you really didn't expect to find them, like your hair when you're walking around. And in this case, our ambassador, Olin Majanil, who had a favor called in, has found themselves in somewhat of the same situation. And it's unclear if they're getting out of it right now or getting deeper. They don't even have hair. I know. They don't even have hair. I know. It's, it makes it's the not whole thing fair. particularly it's impressive. It's not fair. We've also had some really... The refit of the USS Ross, it's not... It, it's not only the USS Ross that's getting a refit. The crew of the USS Ross has been using this time to revisit things that they left behind when they set sail from Earth's space dock almost a year ago now. Um, some things from the past have been coming up. Some questions that have been long asked and thought that would never be answered are starting to get answered. And in some cases, bigger questions, more important questions are now coming to the top. Of course, we have tech learning issues about your lost brother. We have Exio 
always exploring the nature of her existence and learning what it is to now have full feeling emotions that even an empath can sense. And we have some interesting secrets under the, under the doctor's past. Things that are going on there that haven't necessarily come to light. But of course, right now, before we get into anything else, I'm looking at you, Jane LaCat. Before we look at get into anything else, tonight's game fades in to what looks like a very... Well, I'll let you tell me what emotional state you're in, Chief Tech, as you are belly crawling through the guts of the USS Ross with an engineering team, uh, recalibrating, realigning the refinement of, re of installing high-resolution sensors into the systems of a ship this size is quite the task. Mm. Now, as a quick reminder, you do have an entire team at your disposal, mm. and... It is worth noting that helping you do this, of course, is Dr. Deblutch Maroney, the mm -hmm. chief designer of the USS Ross, mm -hmm. who's shipped out all the way to the edge of the freaking frontier here into the Shackleton Expanse to help this refit happen on station. So right now, you are sandwiched between <laughs> Insindari, who's behind you, and Deblutch, who's in front of you mm. with these big, thick work boots just about five feet in front of your head, also on his stomach as he's crawling around. Here's and a little space. What's up? A little peek into what has been happening in Tech's world. Okay. Um, he's had to deal with away missions and war and espionage and like emotions and family stuff. Now he has an engineering product project and he can focus on this. The bigger, the better. Everything that's like the finicky details, he's gotten lost in the flow of the work and it's been sort of zen-like and connecting with these two other engineers on that work level has been really nice too. Whereas before Tech might have been annoyed or even anxious at being in a small space uh, confined with these people, this new Tech is finding joy in this small moment and it resonates with him as he just tries to... Uh, uh, Dari, could you please move your antenna? It is right in my pathway. I am focusing. And up ahead of you, the uh, bullet looks down and goes, yeah, that's going to blow in about 30 seconds. Okay, all right, everybody, stay calm. We got this, <laughs> we got it. Uh, the Andorian that's uh, under, that's behind you utters something in her native tongue that judging from the level of... <laughs> she puts into it it's either a klingon insult or it's an andorian word for fuck you're oh. not entirely sure but it comes out like clear swearing comes out of incendari uh i need tech to make a roll oh stay calm everyone <laughs> all right chief tech yeah go ahead and make an engine this is gonna be an engineering roll so use oh. your appropriate stuff and this is going to be uh go ahead and use what systems do you have again what's your skills my skills are warp field dynamics, uh, transporters and replicators, mm, dual warp cores, containment fields. Hey! Hey, containment <laughs> fields. Go ahead. Make your Will roll. The, be assisting? the the difficulty is three. If you fail, you are going to lose your character. Okay. Is the Ross assisting? <laughs> is the Ross assisting? No, this is actually all on you. Okay. Uh, no, you're good though. But yeah, uh, difficulty is three. 
Difficulty oh, you know who is assisting though? The Blutch is assisting. Great. Is this control engineering? Yes. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to use cautious engineer. Oh, we don't have any momentum, do we? No, not yet. But you're about yeah. to get some, hopefully. Well, we'll see, huh? Uh, uh, well, the Blutch rolled a natural 20. I'm oh, sorry, a natural 1. Okay. <laughs> I forget sometimes the insignia. I've been playing a lot of Cypher System lately. Oh. Uh, okay. So, two successes. Two. Okay. So, that's that's, all that we need. Uh, that's four total then, because uh, I got my one here. So, gain, gain one momentum. Aha! Um, the alarm goes, powers down. And Dubloch goes, yeah, looks like that plasma conduit isn't going to kill us. Nicely done there. Nicely done, Blue. Nicely done. And both Ants and Diary and I look at each other like... You, Which Blue are you talking... Yeah, are you... Is it... <laughs> and, and he just looks down and goes, what? Just keep keep on moving forward. We got, we got a lot of work to do. And you see him kind of edge a mag board underneath his chest and start... You guys are in a crawl space that is adjacent to a Jeffrey tubes. You're literally in the guts of the saucer section right now. There's not a lot of room to move around in here, but accessing these internal systems are necessary for what y'all are doing. The sensor suite has been installed and you're looking at the USS Ross being able to bring power, main power back up online in the next 48 hours. The project is, com the project is coming to an end right now. So the next part of the project is trial runs. <sighs> uh, making sure that sensor suite is working properly. Mm. <laughs> um, while all of this is going on, there is a chirping sound at the quarters of Jane LeCat. Um, what what time of day is it? Uh, let's place the start of this game at about I would say. Uh, oh, 900 hours. Okay, great. So, so she's, she's either, it, wait, wouldn't that make her late for work at this point? Technically, you're not on duty. Um, okay. While the Ross is undergoing the refits, uh, she's working on a skeleton crew and main power's offline. So you are, uh, all you have to do is just check in with the captain from working time from home. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, great. Um, all right then. Then I think that uh, Jane has set up herself a little desk in the corner. Um, has tried to separate her living space from her working space, and um, is is trying to get on with her day with Orwell, as well as his new cohabitant, the one that she bought from that Ferengi, which is the little fuzzy caterpillar guy. Yeah, little fuzzy caterpillar guy. Who you need to name? You got to name oh, that guy. Oh the name will come to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's no, there's no rush. By the way, yeah. as a quick aside, yeah. Orwell has not been taking particular interest in the newcomer in your quarters. Orwell is way more interested in that bizarre artifact you brought back from Narendra Station that's laying on your table. Orwell seems to be constantly curious about that little disc with the little gem in the center of it, that coin-looking thing about the size of the palm. Orwell seems kind of fascinated, but slightly cautious, and is doing that thing where kind of approaches and then pretends like he's not interested. Head I goes. Everything was too close. Jane, without even looking up, is like a hey, and he like backs off, and yeah. then he'll come back closer, and then she'll be like hey. Every time you say hey, Orwell goes up on the hind legs and looks at you for a second. 
and then goes back down on all fours and sniffs a little bit and then watches you and then kind of like pivots away, then comes back. I mean, acting the way Rodentia act. Like Orwell's just like, yeah, no, no, uh, uh, is it still there? It's still there, okay. I'm gonna check back in on that right now and it's still there, okay. And uh, and that's kind of like the attitude. But what you've noticed is Orwell continues to sort of orbit this thing. Even if Orwell runs off into the other room and to get into trouble, Orwell's mm -hmm. back in the living room again, looking at this thing in your main quarters here. And the chirp what? happens again oh, at the door. I'm so interested, buddy. Um, you know what? I'm God. Uh, Jane hates working from home, and so instead of doing actual work right now, um, she's gonna wait till Orwell gets close enough to that little um, to to the little disc, and then she's gonna run a tricorder scan on him um, and see what parts of his brain are essentially being activated right now. Um, is it? Uh, yeah, let's let's see what that data readout gives her. <laughs> okay, thank you, Gina. <laughs> Gina sent me the definition of spackle. <clears throat> okay. <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> Always looking out. Um, all right, so go ahead and run a tricorder scan. We'll set the difficulty of this at zero. Great. Um, science reason, yeah. Yep. Okay, great. Wow, the low numbers mean something. It's been a second since I've rolled dice and like looked at the <laughs> numbers. Okay, great, great. This is, um, and let me see, and can I run, can I use my focus in sensors? Yes, anytime or you- Xenobiology, I'm sorry. What's that? Xenobiology, I'm sorry. Oh, in, in Orwell? Yeah, sure, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Um, then in that case, I got three successes. Okay, gain three more momentum, y'all. Um, Orwell's in an excited state. And everything else is registering completely fine. This is a very excited animal. This is just which is kind of, animal. when Orwell's not asleep, this is Orwell. Great, so nothing too strange. Yeah, um, nothing out of the ordinary at all. You do this quick scan. Orwell seems to be somewhat drawn to the the noises that the tricorder makes as uh, you kind of run this across, like over the air above Orwell's head, gets up on the hind legs and kind of sniffs at it a little bit. Yeah, you and me both, bud. I'm also excited about it, but we've got to wait till Tech finishes doing his thing. Uh, Orwell latches onto a finger and kind of like presses their body up and wraps around your forearm and then wraps around Oh, I think that Jane is gonna cuddle him because it's been a second since. <laughs> it's like when a cat falls asleep on you and you're like, they chose me. They chose me, I have been chosen. I'm sorry, <laughs> Captain, I uh, hate to inform you, I will not be coming into work today. My uh, her mind fell asleep on me. Uh, my wombat fell asleep on me. Um, my dog That's is good. also going on in the background right now. That's okay, we love your husky. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, um, so so Jane is gonna like um, cuddle Orwell a little bit. Um, this is another day of Jane the cat not doing any work. This is great. Um, so just uh, because I want to make sure that this isn't a skip over from Meta. Yeah. But real quick. Yeah. Are you ignoring the door? Or did you forget about oh, the door? Oh, I forgot about the door. That's okay. what happened. That's I got it. Well, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to punish a player because- reality of the situation as well. Yeah. Um, the door rang. Jane was far more interested in her own pet and yeah. like was like, 
either that'll go away or they will be more insistent proving to me that they have the right amount of urgency that I need. It goes away. It goes away? Mm-hmm. Great. I can chirp, you don't hear anymore. She's gonna get up and like go see, uh, do, do I have like the ring doorbell system where I can like see who was at my door? Is is that a, is that in Star Trek technology at this point? I mean, yes, you could you could technically look at uh, camera. I mean, you you are a senior officer. You can access security footage of the, of the corridor. Yes. So I would love to do that. I would like to use uh, uh, to access that security footage. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's just a couple of couple of beeps on the old wall computer, and a few seconds later, you see coming up on the display um, what looks like. Uh, you're pretty sure is Vren rounding the corner and disappearing down the corridor. At a um, she's going to open the door immediately and yell, Vren, Vren, hey, sorry. You see the Andorian peeking around the curvature of the corridor and look, hey. Hey, uh, everything good? Yeah, yeah, everything's okay. Uh, I was just uh, coming by to see what you were up to because I am officially off duty for the next week. Right, I guess you can't work from home if your home is, is it moving? worked on. Yeah, technically that's true, yeah. but um, XEO has actually pulled me off duty for the next six days. What's up? Oh, just uh, probably not want to talk about it in the corridor. That's, yeah. I mean, yeah. Cool. Uh, stay away from the weird coin thing. I don't know what it can do just yet. So this is my disclaimer. Uh, <laughs> um, he stares down at it. It's like, is that a joke? I, it's, I mean, I feel like everything I say, honestly, you should take with a grain of salt. So like, I feel like that's where we are with our friendship right now. And you should know that. Um, Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I, don't know what it does. I got bought it from a Ferengi. It's kind of cool. I thought Tech would like it, um, but it's been emitting this weird signature. Um, in fact, I can't, I, I, I don't know what it is at all. And right. um, so yeah. you bought it. You, you, you bought a strange device. You don't know what it does from a Ferengi. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly. And she she kind of she kind of laughs at that because I think that she is uh, close enough to Ren to laugh at this point. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's exactly what I did. Hey, um, weird question. Can I have my pip back? That's a dramatic shift of subject, but yes, you may. And then <laughs> pulls out the pip and says, "Here you go." Thanks. Um, and then she, um, she put it back on because she she remembered all of a sudden what their last conversation was. And it's just, you know, when you're hanging out with someone and you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, this was the last <laughs> circumstance under Rory too much. Also, you have my pit. I should probably focus on that right now. Um, so that's what happened to Jane LeCat right there is she suddenly remembered their last conversation. It was just that like, is what happened to Jane LeCat just now. Yeah, that is. We that all is. witnessed it in real time. Oh, it was just like, oh, my pip, I need my pip, but also, um, so she's going to, so, so you see that kind of like, oh shit, cross her face as she <laughs> takes the pip back and then, um, she tries to shake it off and is like, so, so why the off duty? Oh, um, grab a seat wherever you want. 
Okay. Uh, Back to her work. She's going to conduct this conversation, not as like an actual conversation. It's more like, this is happening on the side. And I'm going to like give you the benefit of like not paying full attention on you. So you feel like you can talk to like a therapist almost. Um, Okay. It's, it's not an invasive person like listening to you. So she's just gonna like like go back to uh, the potted plant that she was looking at, which is kind of like a um, it's 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 just growing on a little stalk. It looks kind of like a tomato plant, but like the tomatoes are purple. Um, and uh, she she's just kind of like poking at it and tending to it. And um, yeah. Um, there's no pressure about any of this, so please don't feel like I'm I'm expecting anything. Um, I haven't really talked to you about this stuff because you and I, we've kind of avoided getting into like yeah. stuff, you know, and, and it's kind of been nice just yeah. like not talking about that stuff. And, um, but uh, I ended up, I ended up going to see Exio because obviously she's a counselor and uh, she's the head of the counseling department on the Ross. And I thought, you know, hey, it's kind of weird though. I'm still trying to get used to the, the commander being my counselor. Um, she's yeah. just good at both and I love that but sometimes when I'm on the bridge I'm like she knows things about me and she's also my CO yeah. I don't like someone who has that direct control over me also knowing so much about me it's very unsettling but if it's going to be anyone it should be Axio right yeah because yeah yeah because, because honestly it's like every time like one of my weird things comes up like who i am you know whenever i start you know renting i guess uh exio is like exio seems to be like she she has it in context so she's able to utilize i feel like me i feel like being a counselor makes her a better commander and being a commander makes her a better counselor does that make sense i don't think a human or, or like a biological life form could do that i feel like she excels because she's able to just like do multiple things at once don't know if I agree with that. But you know what? We're not gonna, we're gonna put a pin in that and we're gonna come back to that later. But I don't know if I agree with that. I think that if anything, it makes her all the more a person. Anyway. Um, was it, whoa, 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 whoa. I wasn't implying you were a person. I just thought no. as a person who's also not a biological entity, she's yeah. really good at doing A and B at the same time. And yeah. it's, I think she's good at it. So that's that's all I was saying. Okay, cool. I never bought into the, the, the personhood bullshit that we see people throw at XEO from time to time. It's stupid. I don't it's like we fly what? through space and encounter some time anomalies. I'm glad that we are learning this about each other and we both see eye to eye on this because it would have sucked if this was like the one thing that tore our friendship apart. And like it's it's like kind of like a deal breaker for me. I feel like like yeah. finding out a family member is like a humanity first supporter. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. Thankfully, there's no Andorians in my family that are humanity first supporters, and that seems to be located specifically on Earth. But not everyone I know gets to dodge that one because I've known a few. There was an incident back in the 2200s where humanity staged a riot outside the Vulcan Embassy. Do you remember reading about that in your Starfleet? History, it was really weird. I mean, human, humankind is just weird. Let's just be honest about it. It's like, my my suspicion is, is that they went south the moment they got rid of ritual combat. The you only, literally like, yes. like, they had, they had, they had like some really good sporting events, don't get me wrong, but it's no, it's, you know. it's no, yeah. 
my ex was a human. So, you know what? There we go. Really? That Yeah. Yeah. Really would have been a lot better if there was more ritual combat involved. Anyway. Anyway. Um, um, was that somebody you did it at the academy? Yeah. Mm, yes. I mean, I was at the academy. They were not. Oh, cool. You got out a little bit. That's more than what I did. Yeah. Um, but seriously, Ushan, if you ever want to try that on the holodeck, it's a lot of fun. Try what? Ushan, it's the Andorian ritual fight to the death. But obviously, you don't want to do that to really the death. But it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Trust me. Good. That oh, or hockey. Humans have got that down spat. Like, hockey is amazing. If you ever get a chance to try some hockey, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's a game that humans made up. They play it on ice. There's teams, too, across the quadrant, believe it or not. Andoria. You on ice? That, mm -hmm. You skate? How did humans invent that before Andorians? Well, because the Ushan is awesome. It's, a, it's mean, our... No, no, but, but the, the hockey thing, the hockey thing. Oh. You play hockey on ice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you skate across the ice. You do. Anyway. Um, Sometimes I mean, Ushan can break out in an hockey match, believe it or not. <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's something else. Um, hmm. I forgot why I was here. And he looks around for a second and he's like, oh, oh, uh, I didn't want to burden you with this. Yeah. Because uh, uh, sometimes, sometimes I don't know. I haven't, sometimes I, I have difficulty predicting if something I say is going to bother you. And I, I don't, I think that's on me personally, but uh, I, I didn't want to bother you because I know you've got a lot of stuff going on and you know, I never ask questions. I see things bother you sometimes and I know it probably has something to do with something bigger and I never want to ask questions and stuff like that. But also like, I kind of need to, to vent a little bit, but I, I didn't want to be, a, I didn't want to be, a, that's what I'm trying to say like for the 50th time, like I didn't want to be a burden, you know? And uh, so anyway, I went, I went and spoke to Exio and she thought I should speak to you since you're my best friend. Oh man. Okay. Um, See, you're doing I'm, that thing I'm, 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 right now. You're doing that thing where I'm like, did I just say something that bothered no, her? No, no, I, I, I want, I want to hear, I want to, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of what facial expression to make right now. Oh, you can go neutral. I'm used to talking to Cardassians. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, there's no expectation here. I just need to sort of unload and yeah. let you know yeah. what's been going on. Yeah. Because... Yeah, go at it. This is, this is the facial expression I'm going to go with right now. Cool. Okay, okay. okay. Um, yeah, just, um, just, just go for it. But it's, Ren, it's, I'm probably Ren, not going to make a lot of eye contact just here. One more thing, Ren. Ren? What's up? You're my best friend too. Oh, um. Okay, okay, go. Neutral. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Okay, um, so, uh, okay. No, it's easier to pass through the gate this time because, because, um. Pass me the gate? Pa pass through the gate. You know, when you're about to say something and it's opening kind of like a, a, a can of gach and you're like, oh man, this is gonna, like I'm about to get into it, you know? Um, it, it's like, um, 
it's uh so the reason why i've been really tired lately i've been really exhausted is because i've been um spending I've been spending a lot of time in the holodeck, like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. To, like you have to understand the cat. Like it's been a lot of time, like a lot of time. Pretty much every time I'm off duty, and uh, and it started getting pretty bad. So I went and talked to Exio about it, <clears throat> and um, and it was great. She was she's great. Like I highly recommend it. She's wonderful. And talked to her, and she made me you know, kind of face what I was doing to myself and I was abusing myself, of course, and, and dealing with some stuff that I hadn't dealt with. And um, thankfully it hasn't affected my duties, but I definitely feel like I was on the precipice where it was about to and certainly should have by now considering how much sleep I've lost. Um, but so the short of it is, is that I had a horrible thing happen during the Dominion War and um, it had to do, you remember that Klingon we met at the bar? vividly and he remembered you yeah that guy he was with us on that mission he uh i pulled him and his unit out of a strike that was happening on a dominion outpost um the problem was is i wasn't supposed to pull his unit out i was supposed to pull my unit out their pilot was killed um and uh in a strange twist of fate everybody that i was flying in they were killed because of me well, Exio says I shouldn't look at it like that, and she's probably right. Um, I'm still dealing with that, but there was a, a really unexpected rough landing on the surface of an asteroid when we were trying to invade a, uh, a facility that was, uh, was a major hotspot for Dominion activity, and it was believed that it might have been a Ketracel White distribution facility as well as a weapons depot. And <laughs> um, Anyway, we were setting down a shuttlecraft, and I was uh, I was uh, leading us in. It was a nebula. It was really hard to see what was going on, and there were uh, two other shuttlecraft behind me, enslaved to my my navigation unit, and I was bringing us in. And um, and uh, the next thing you know, the gravitational pull from two very large asteroids and a Dominion strike attack later, and I crashed us down on the surface of the asteroid, and I was the only one that survived, and thirty people died. And so uh, the short of it is, is that I've been going on the holodeck and trying to play that over and over and over because I'm not convinced that I couldn't have done that better. And, uh, uh, and, and despite the fact that it ends up the same just about every single time, I still feel this, this nagging you know, feeling that uh, the computer is just wrong. Um, but... I'm working through that. And uh, anyway, Exio thought it'd be a good idea if, if I told you, since you're kind of the only person I really hang out with, aside from Solon, you know, who's yeah. kind of everybody's pal. Um, but but um, but yeah, I thought I should I should tell you that. And also to let you know, uh, <laughs> uh, Chief Tech was arrested. <laughs> I don't know if you heard about that yet. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, that was that's uh, Chief Tech got arrested for something. I don't know what, but he apparently was having to he was having to report to Commander Sivik. Uh, I don't the scuttlebutt hasn't actually told us what that was all about, but he's back on the ship working, but uh, got arrested for something and spent eight hours in the brig on the Ranger Station. <laughs> pretty, I'm pretty so wild. I'm jealous. I can't believe he got arrested before I did. 
I mean, there's, we're still here. And Cyvex, I'm going Someone's already done it. Like, no one wants to be the second explorer to find something. I mean, you could always one up him. Commander Cyvex is as much of a tight ass as anybody. I'm sure if you just misplaced a cup somewhere, he'd want to throw you in a brig. Don't tempt me with a good time. Mm. Um, yeah. No. Anyway, uh, um, I know, I'm, not, I'm just kind of throwing this at you, and I'm not, I'm, I'm looking. No, for wait, like, are you, um, are you? This is going to sound weird and you can say no. I okay. just want you to know. Do you, do you want? What are you what were you going to do today? Uh, I was probably going to just walk the ship a little bit, maybe hang out in on the on the promenade. I mean, I like Narendra Station, but it's not the promenade on the Ross. Um, and and I was thinking about maybe later today trying to draft a letter to get Exio to agree to let me come back on duty when the Ross is going to be leaving Space Dock, which it might have to do for the trial run. And I really just don't want to miss piloting Ross out of Space Dock, especially if we're about to use new sensors. I've got to be at the helm, and I'm pretty sure she's going to be like... Yeah, yeah, I know that exact face. Yeah, 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 yeah. you can't, you can't. Um, I'd, I'd help you write that, but, um, Ren, so when I was little, um, and yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not just, this is not a thing that used to happen just me. This could happen to anyone. Well, to say it's someone random because it doesn't need to be me. Um, but when I was little, um, I used to get really bad nightmares and, um, I, I you know, I'd, I'd, I'd wake up and like, just like tacky sweat and it'd just be bad and like I like didn't sleep in my bed a lot because of it and it just and and I anyway this was gonna be a long story but now I kind of want to make it a short story now that I'm actually here on the threshold of it um yeah. I I I learned that you could get over these faster if you talk to someone talk through them with someone um and I know that you just talk to me through this but but if you're doing nothing else today and you can say no this you can say no but if you're doing nothing else today do you do you want to go to the hollow deck yes i'm not allowed okay well that's yes that's that's obvious we we've known that but like if you could go to the hollow deck which I may or may not saying we need to break into the hollow deck, <laughs> cross that bridge. But if it would help you, it might be worth it. Yeah, I'm down, but I'd have to get written permission from the commander. I mean, Okay, I mean, if you're down, we can now officially figure out like the actual heist situation of this, of getting you in. To the holodeck without anyone knowing and you're not supposed to, supposed to be there but i i only want to do this if you think it's gonna help i don't know i mean i i don't want to lose i don't want to lose the ross you know i i, I love flying her yeah. and i'm afraid i'm afraid if i if i upset xeo she's gonna insist that i spend more time outside my chair and i don't want to do that you know i mean okay this is me playing <clears throat> advocate what you want to go flying with me right now yeah 
Yeah. Take a shuttlecraft, just yeah. fly around the ranger a little bit. Yeah, let's go. Do I need to call in a sick day? Do you think I could just, I mean, I'm working from home. I could technically do this anywhere. Mr. Is it supposed to do that? And he points at the coin at the table, which is starting to glow a little bit in the center where the gem is. Please don't be triggered by our feelings. Um, what? Oh, 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 a Ferengi device that's triggered by feelings. Is what that if a it thing? Just, like, drug up a bunch of like old memories or something like that. We had to relive them. Oh. oh no! <laughs> why, why knock on wood right now, Ren? Yeah, <laughs> beam it in the space, quick. Oh my god! What did you? What, what was the impulse to buy this for? Like, what? What was the <laughs> selling point? I mean, the selling point was that I ran some scans on it, and it was something I'd never seen before. So obviously, I had to have it. Huh? It was. It what? was literally that simple. What are the scans all about? Um, she's gonna pull up the tricorder scans um, that she that she took of this um, of this strange energy reading that she got off this coin. Okay. Uh, and and show them to Ren. Okay, it's literally just like swiping off the tricorder up into the holographic projection in front of you. Just it appears, and Ren looks at it for a moment. He starts reading the data and goes, "What the hell? Uh, this is made of an unknown element." Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Ren. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And ten, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And, and this I'm, is just sitting in your quarters? What do you. It's just sitting here because tech is busy right now. And honestly, I do kind of care just a little bit more about my sensors being put in right before we figure out what this is. So I'm kind of not going to bother him about it. But to be fair, I did tell him about it. But then he said he had more important things to do. And you know then what? Let's, let's, let's investigate. Let's do that. Wait, didn't you want to just go flying? You know what? Fuck it, whatever. It's your day. We're, it's, 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 your, it's, it's your day. Okay. Um, I want to watch the cat uncover a mystery for my day. You want to figure out what's behind this? Yeah. I want to know what that is. An unknown element? I mean, I... I mean, the captain would probably spit out their drink if you showed that to them. I'm like, hey, I bought this Ferengi. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> it's just a thing. Um, yeah, kind of a... Uh... Oh, man. Well, if Jack asks what happened to it, we'll just say I lost it or something and then pretend... I don't, I don't know. Um, I, just, I just feel bad engaging in this one that kind of, like, promised it to him and then now... But you know what? Not your your day. Let's let's do this. Um, yeah, uh, we'll we'll tell tech you were you were doing a favor, and uh, and I'll take the heat on this. Besides, you. tech is crawling around inside the stomach of Ross. Like he's fine. He's, he's doing fine. great. He's doing fine. Um, you know, not not killed by a plasma conduit yet, so that's probably good. That we know of. Now we know. are offline. I feel like. You know what? I I. You know what? You that we know of. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So right, there may be no one to actually show this to. Right, exactly. You know what? <laughs> Can't bother with that reasoning. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, let's take a look at this. Okay. Um, um, he said, you, you, "We could take it down to one of the science labs in the lower decks, possibly check it out, maybe run the scan there." Uh, so with with the so so meta question with the uh tech being like with everything kind of just being like 
with, with tech being in the tubes and fixing everything, how much is offline right now? Like would science labs Main power. So, uh, so only a set, a set, like the engines are offline. Uh, sensors are obviously offline. Main life support is still online. There are ship systems that are available. Um, Okay. Did I say? Did I? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking back to what I just mouthed. Did I say main life support is offline? It's online. <laughs> Everyone's dead. Um, uh, no, main life support's online, obviously. But like you see that uh, you could probably use one of the the. Uh, what it is is if you need a system, you can mm -hmm. actually access it with your command codes and get power transfer that system. The ROS is pretty empty right now. Okay. So even though that only secondary systems are online while this is happening, uh, you guys can easily transfer power. The one, the one deck that is currently still using the same power consumption as it normally does is Cetacean Ops. Okay, happy. Um, all right then. I think that we might as well, okay. She, she's gonna grab her tricorder. She's gonna grab Orville. She's gonna grab the little fuzzy caterpillar. She's gonna grab the purple tomato plant. She's gonna grab, <laughs> if everything goes in into Jane like Hat's Mary. Are book. you moving? What's happening? It's like, looks <laughs> and what is that? That is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. What? <laughs> it points at the little caterpillar thing who's just like, oh, you know, like pudgy hands kind of like waving around. <laughs> what do you think we should name What the hell? Here, try holding him. Ah, no, no. No. The caterpillar, that's just. Just go for it. No, 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 no. Thank you. I'm good. No, 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 no. You see his antenna to like curl down a little bit as he puts his hands on his head and moves away from it. Don't. No, that thing is weird. He doesn't mean that. He doesn't mean that. Um, um, you just open your hand and looks at you. Great. He doesn't mean that. Um, I don't know what this is either. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna figure it out after after the uh, also bought this thing off the Ferengi, so we're gonna figure it out after we figure out what's on the coin. Um, the okay. cat and Ren adventures. Ren and the cat. The cat and Ren. The cat and Ren. I'm trying to think of a the cat exits the quarters. Or Ren. The cat and Ren. Um, now I'm hearing the theme song of Laverne and Shirley in my head as the two oh, skip down the corridor. You should be um, hearing. Um, all right, this is becoming a lower decks episode. <laughs> as the two of you, uh, as the two of you emerge from your quarters, um, I, I would like. Expecting Eric when you were like, "You, we're doing a like cat episode today," and me. Yep, I was letting you know you got stuff. You got stuff on your plate today. Hey, um, we missed you last episode, so you it's time to to reassert our love for both Ravity and LaCat. Yay. Um, so. Yes. While all of that's happening, mm -hmm. I would like to know what Ambassador Olin Majanil is up to right now. Because when we last left them off, they had a pretty heavy thing levied on them. You don't say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, was, yeah. I believe that if we're picking up more or less where we left off with them, um, as they're, like, they're probably on their way back to their office, their ambassadorial office on the station, mm -hmm. when as they're like traversing the promenade, they kind of stop where they are and they turn to look at the Ross and um, 
go to a computer terminal, I guess would be the best way to mm -hmm. do this on the station. Um, and essentially, they stand there for a moment. Computer location of Lieutenant Commander Prawl. Lieutenant Commander Prawl is on the USS Ross. Is he on his court in his quarters? Affirmative. Hmm. So yeah, uh, they're going to head to the transporter room. Uh, okay. Back over to the Ross. About. Ten minutes later of walking the length of this extraordinarily large ship, which, by the way, it's, it is unusual to see the Ross from the window, uh, Ambassador. From where you were standing at the computer console, it's just unusual to see the Ross with her power off. <laughs> and on low power mode like this, the deflector is offline. A lot of the ship windows are dark. You can see that most of the crew uh, is here on the promenade of Narendra Station. They are coming and going from the USS Ross, but... The Ross looks like she's sleeping, and it's kind of an unusual sight. You haven't seen that since before she launched. About 10 minutes later, you find yourselves approaching the quarters of Lieutenant Commander Prawl. Um, yeah, I'll ring the doorbell. You can sense him inside. And the the emotion you get is a sense of not surprise, but alertness of like someone's like a little bit of confusion at first. And then eventually you hear and the door goes, uh, when the door opens, you see Prawl is <laughs> Prawl doesn't look like he's shaved much. So he's got a little bit of growth on his face. Um, so this fine, pearlescent white hair that's kind of growing in across his face. Um, he is answering the door shirtless in just his workout pants with a towel thrown over his shoulder. And uh, you can see, yes, you can see the spots of the trill going all the way down. But as he sees you standing at the door, he looks at you and goes, Ambassador, you might be the first person I've seen in the past five days. I am somehow not surprised by that, given that I know I haven't seen you, and I don't think anyone else has either. Just the way I like it. May what can I, I do for you? May I come in? Sure. Come on in. Takes a step back. As you enter his quarters, it looks like he's done some rearranging, pushed a lot of the furniture in here against the wall and gotten it out of the way. You can see, uh, judging from from the layout, it looks like there are blankets thrown onto the floor uh, and empty glasses that haven't been recycled in the replicator stacked up over by the window of his quarters. But for the most part, aside from that, it looks relatively clean. And there's no signs of distress or anything as you're looking around. It just It's a little unusual. He strides into the room and says, can I get you anything to drink? Just take some water, it's fine. Water. Water, cold. Takes it out of the replicator and sets it down. Uh, I, well, rather, rather, there's nowhere to set it down, he hands it to you. And um, how have you been? Good. Yeah, downtime is appreciated. We've been through a lot of... 
ridiculous nonsense recently. It's good to be back and uh, feeling a little connected, I guess. How about you? How have you been? Well, I'll be honest and say that right now I'm not sure how I've been. Olin, if you don't mind me being blunt with you, every time you say something like that, some serious shit has happened. And you're well, usually the only one that knows about it and you're carrying it around on your shoulders and you're looking to tell somebody. Honestly, I ran through the list of people I could have possibly talked to about this. And I realized that it had been a while since I'd seen you. And I thought that if anybody could give me perspective, it might be you. All right. I think you and I have very similar way of thinking about things and looking at things. We like it to be cut and dry. We like things to be easily explainable, and we like to be able to make decisions with our eyes wide open. I'm not going to lie, Ambassador. You'd have been a hell of a security officer. I appreciate the compliment. But I think that I'm, uh, I have the tendency to be a little bit too volatile when I let my emotions get the better of me. And that All you gotta is do is learn how to channel that. And therein lies my quandary. All right. I, um, had an exchange with the Romulan ambassador that did not go very well. Frankly, because Gina. I was, yes, frankly, because I was honest with him. <laughs> You're going to have to be a little more specific than that. What did you, what do you mean you were honest with him? I told him in not so many words that I don't trust him. So you called a Romulan a Romulan to their face? No, he didn't like it at all. Yeah, they won't respond well to that. <laughs> no, but I figured if anyone would at least be even-minded about it, it might be Pagino. I don't know much about that guy. Only that people keep seem to make noise about how he's talking a different kind of talk. And he's more progressive as Romulans go. He is. His platform is actually quite admirable, which is why I thought being honest with him was better than beating around the bush. Well, I don't like him. All he does is talk about Reman rights, and all I do is see him walking around acting like he's Praetor Shinzon. That takes a particularly special amount of talent, and, uh... Anyways, um... He's been putting up a little bit of a stink about how much he didn't appreciate our conversation to, uh... Sorex, of all people. You see the look on Prawl's face starts to get really serious. And then, after a moment, he just says, Ambassador, what'd you get into? I am not sure yet. But Sorex made me a very interesting offer. Before you I continue. I need to make you aware the Starfleet protocol demands that anything you say to me that's going to cause any kind of 
You know where I'm going with this? I don't think this is something that is specifically a threat to the ship. Or I would have chosen someone else to tell this to. You are part of the ship, though, so I'm just saying. Oh, he didn't threaten me. Okay. He offered to help me. I guess I shouldn't find that too surprising, considering his new look on life. But he offered me something I'm not entirely sure I want. What's that? Training on how to be a master manipulator. He offered to teach you the craft? More or less, yes. Sorex wants to teach you how to be a spy. Not a spy. No, not not exactly that. Just a little less a little less dependent on frankness and a little bit more um, flexible, I guess, in the way that I deal with people. Oh, I see. So he wants to use his experience in the tradecraft to help you refine your skills as an ambassador. Specifically yes. dealing with Pagino. He's already told me that I better go and apologize to Pagino. What did you... I don't know that much about the politics of Starfleet. I, it's a very good reason why I became a security officer. And Prawl, the Prawl symbiont is also not that well versed. Let's just say that there's not a long history of wanting to do things by talking about it with us, as it were. Or me. But um, if you're looking for my advice, I mean, nobody on the ship has the capability of understanding someone's motivations like you do. You've got a gift for it. Both, you know, speaking in the fact that you're a Delton with empathy, empathic abilities, and the fact that you're a brilliant ambassador. So if you don't think that he's up to trouble, Honestly, I might take him up on that. I'm just not entirely sure how I feel about the idea of using manipulation to get my way in that sense. Some people truly excel at that and maybe even perhaps enjoy it, but I've always, I've always felt that honesty especially in diplomatic relations, has been wildly underserved. People want to wiggle their eyebrows and bump people with their elbows and make underhanded deals. And I've just never fully been able to understand that style of negotiation and diplomacy. I'm not entirely sure I see the appeal. I mean, you'll get no arguments from me. It's why I went into security. Things are pretty cut and dry. My crew comes before everything. The lives of everyone around me come first. 
it's pretty cut and dry. And I like it that way. And I don't have to walk those razor question that raise those lines of ambiguity where I don't know if what I'm doing is for the greater good or not. My choices are, do I throw myself in front of the phaser or not? And usually the answer is yes. And that's it. When it comes to diplomacy and these questions, I don't know. But if you want my advice as somebody who has extensively studied his enemies so that I can learn how they talk, how they move, how they think, to predict how they react to me, to know where they're going to choose their choke points, to know exactly what kind of high ground I need to take, to, to know exactly how to protect my crew. I'm going to tell you to, to do it. And it'll be up to you whether or not you use it ethically or not. For me, USS Ross comes before everything else. So long as the Ross is part of the Federation, it's serving what the Federation stands for. You have a trickier task, Ambassador. Your words could ripple across the quadrant. I mean, I'm not trying to make you feel bad or anything, but, you know, pissing off a Jimadar, that's dangerous. Pissing off an ambassador of another major power in the quadrant, that's dangerous for everybody. So maybe take Sorex up on it and learn how to play this Pagino like a flute, because honestly, I think he demanded a position on the station because he wants to outposition everybody. He's here because he's trying to polish his image. Nobody asks to get stationed on Narendra if they have an ambition to become more. Unless you're Starfleet, then it's an opportunity. But if you're a Romulan, you need to be back where the Senate is. That much I know. And if you're a Klingon, who the hell knows? I don't know. The very idea of stooping to his level and playing his game makes me want to stand under a sonic shower for an hour. <laughs> well, as long as you keep thinking of it as stooping to his level, I guarantee you he's going to have advantage on you. That's just what I've learned when it comes to combat tactics. When you're in the middle of fighting a Jim Hadar and they've got a blade on you and you know they're stronger, bigger, and better, you're going to kick them wherever you can kick them. Believe me. And you're not going to have a second thought about going to their level or not. Besides, one thing does make this a little easier on you, Olin. The way I look at it, the way I'm protecting the Ross, you're also protecting the Ross. You're serving her interests. You're the voice of Starfleet out here. Starfleet comes first. I think maybe if you latch onto that, you can find a way to channel in a little bit, at least. Sorex may be able to help you with the rest. Just don't let him drag you into any stupid bullshit. <laughs> None of this Romulan entry crap. If he wants to teach you how to like talk to an ambassador, that's one thing. But if he starts trying to convince you to go like 
reclaim lost Borg technology on the end of the frontier, please don't do it. I have no interest in intrigue at all. Neither do I. That's why I have been on board the Ross ever since we docked. And he leans back. You made the safe decision. I should have stayed home too. <laughs> yeah. That being said, it was nice to see your face. It was good to see your face, too. Not so many people on this ship like talking to me. I'm not that approachable. Exio being the exception. I think that's not true. I think it's people true. have probably missed you. Just haven't really had any idea of how to approach you. I, on the other hand, am just like, Prawl appreciates directness. I'm just going to go to him. Yeah, you got me there. No, I've been trying to use this time to sort of calm down a little bit. How's it working for you? It's good. I need to remember that um, there's a lot of habits I formed during the war that I need to leave behind. There's a lot of attitude that I take sometime that I need to leave behind, and it gets tough sometimes. And I got to remember that this is an exploration vessel. This is a diplomacy vessel. And sometimes the captain is going to tell me that they're going to go walk into the mouth of whatever the hell giant alien creature that could swallow a mountainside. And I'm just going to have to sit back and watch it happen because the captain told me so. And that's the new reality of my situation that I specifically requested. So put up or shut up, Prawl. I think the captain appreciates having somebody push back and remind them that they're mortal. Captain likes me. I can tell. They just, uh, I can tell because they haven't clapped back at me when I give them attitude every time they tell me to sit tight. Captain understands me, probably from all their years in intelligence. I get the impression Exio's starting to understand me too. But damn, they piss me off. Oh. Oh, oh. We're all alive. Peace has been restored to this part of the quadrant, at least for now. I don't really have any ground to raise a fuss about any of this. So. I am worried, though, about accepting this offer. You should be. You're talking to a former Tal Shiar agent who wants to teach you how to turn people into your tools. I think Just... the thing that I worry about the most is that I'm not the person I think I am. Well, then and you I'll like it too much. If that's the case, Ambassador. Then I would say you definitely need to do this. Because there ain't no way you're going to be happy and there's no way you're going to be able to fulfill your role unless you know exactly who you are. And that's a hard thing to do. And sometimes it changes on the fly. And you got to keep up with yourself. The only way to do that is by being honest with yourself. And if you ask me, that's what's going to keep you on the straight and narrow. There's got to be another phrase that works better than that. Um, 
maybe. Mm-hmm. You're the ambassador. I'm telling you this because I need somebody that I know is like me. Who will see if things start to go wrong and will tell me. I mean, you already had that promise the moment I became your chief of security. I'm asking this as a friend. I had a feeling. To my ability, I promise I will call you out on your bullshit. I appreciate that. Don't hide in here the whole time we're here, please. (laughs) You don't have to leave the ship. But I'm sure there are some other people besides me who would enjoy seeing your face. And if Maybe you, I'll... if you haven't done it yet, uh, you should check with the doctor about a mouth guard. You grind your teeth a lot. I do. You do. It's how I always know you're upset, even without feeling your emotions. Your jaw starts to clench. I can only imagine you're doing it in your sleep too. Hmm. And though it is a very nice job, we'd like to keep it intact. You might crack a molar or something. That would be bad. He looks genuinely worried all of a sudden. He seems like <laughs> touching the side of his face, just kind of like, oh, I've been having some pain in the left side of my jaw. Please go see the doctor. Okay. Huh. Thank you. You're very welcome. Huh. And thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate uh, the frank conversation. Ambassador, one last thing, not to be dramatic. Oh. I just told you you might crack a mole. You can be dramatic with me. I'm really happy for Sorex. He's still a Formula Romulan Tal Shiar agent. I just don't ever lose sight of that. Oh, trust me, that is not something I intend to. He held a phaser to my back. And though I may have forgiven it, I will not ever forget it. Smart. I'm gonna go take a shower. The, 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 this, 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 this also works. I I like it. I was in a bunker for four weeks. I will never grow this out again. Never, 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 never. (laughs) It worked for Commander Riker. Or Captain, I should say. I don't even know who that is. Oh, you don't? Oh. Captain Riker is an exquisite man. He does not know how to sit in a chair. Okay. <laughs> Wait, is this the captain of the USS Titan? Yes. It served on the yes. Enterprise? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. No beard for me, thanks. 
<laughs> and he moves, assuming that's the end of the conversation, he moves yeah. into the uh, bathroom area where you yeah. see, you can hear the sonic shower activate. Olin is going to take patience and head out. Okay. Um, who else would like a scene? What is everybody else doing right now, out of curiosity? McCrell, McCrell, let's have a scene from McCrell. I want Bonnie. What's McCrell doing? Um, <clears throat> actually, McCrell might have some business to attend to. So McCrell is on Narendra Station right now. Uh, right. before before she goes to Narendra Station. Okay. Um, just following McCrell through um, the Ross on her way to on Nander Station. Uh, you know, she has her, her mug of tea and she's just walking by, skeleton crew she sees. She goes to the promenade um, where we have the wall, our memorial, uh, memorial wall of, of, of lost souls and, and lost ones. Mm -hmm. And um, just kind of puts her paw on the picture of uh, the one that she put, put up. Okay. And uh, decides to go to Nine Station. Oh my gosh, my words! What's wrong with my words? Okay, today? you're in good company. <laughs> All right. Narendra Station. <laughs> so, beaming over to Narendra, mm -hmm. it, of course, by now it's about afternoon on station time. So, when you enter the main promenade area, you are experiencing Narendra Station in full busy airport mode. There's hundreds and hundreds of people walking, moving through the concourse, moving through like the entire area. You see uh, Wasted Space is currently chock full of visitors that are coming through. Lots of civilian craft. As I said before, Narendra Station is slowly becoming something of a trade hub. There's not a lot of people that are venturing into the Shackleton Expanse still, mostly because it is just dangerous for starships to do that without the right sensor equipment. So civilian craft has not been venturing too far in there. However, um, I would say you definitely see evidence of uh, species from across the, across the quadrant have started to congregate here. Okay, so we're all messing up the words today. <laughs> yeah. Across so across the, the quadrant, quadrant, you can see you can see there's a bunch of species that, that are, yeah. are here from ever from everywhere, and uh, you do see the destination that you mentioned you were going to, um, mm -hmm. located on the opposite side of the promenade. It looks like it's closing. Mm. Judging from the looks of it, it's uh, most of the uh, lights have been shut off, and it looks like things are being boxed up as they were and stored. What a shame. Uh, I'm going to go in and. Um, find the owner of this shop. Tomoke is currently standing in the front of the shop, looks like running a tricorder over a couple of the boxes and going, this was alive when I packed it. What the hell happened? And as you approach, looks at you and goes, we're closed. Would you, like, would you like me to take a look of, of that thing that was alive in that box? No. I, all right. Well, I'm a doctor. I could possibly check it. I'm pretty sure it's dead. Great. I was told that you were the one to go to if I needed to find um, strange and rare items or ingredients. You were told? Word on the street. 
claps his little civilian issued tricorder clothes and goes, How many people are talking about my shop exactly? Two. Two? Maybe just one, honestly, but it was the one that I asked. Did I? Yes. Yes, of course. It's because I was packing up to leave. Now everyone wants to shop here. They think I'm leaving. Now there's a rush. I would suggest a... closing clearance sale to boost your profits indefinitely. I've seen it work on other planets. You should Constantly see how fast tell people mat- we're having a going out of business sale. Exactly. You should see how fast mattresses go. Uh, why don't you come on in? <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let me see if I can help you. <laughs> Thank you. Ushers you deeper into the shop and uh, shoves the thing that was scanned as dead aside, and you hear a <laughs> inside and goes, oh, wow. I'm going to have to fix that tricorder. Um, why don't you sit down and tell me what it is that I can get you? Uh, I'm just going to quickly, I don't know what the box is made out of, but hopefully I'm strong enough, quickly make some air holes on the top of the, the box. Metal. Really? Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay, well, it's never mind. Container. I was going to poke some air holes in that box <laughs> where the, the alive dead creature seems to be. Um, okay, so I'm just going to go up to him and be like, um, there is a certain ingredient that I am in need of that is hard to find. When you say hard to find, do you mean because it's rare? Or is it because something makes it hard to find, like laws I would say it is rare and perhaps not you don't have to say anymore Mm. he pulls out a little device activates it and around you you hear the sounds of Narendra station just and says thank you now then let's talk what is it you're looking for I truly appreciate your discretion. Um, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just gonna hand him a small, uh, little piece of paper that has it written down. Glances down at it and looks at it, and the Ferengi gives a reaction when he sees this and looks says, "Really?" I, I assure you, it is for completely safe. And medical purposes only. I don't morally sense you, I just want money. Yes, I have this. Excellent. Well. It's possible. Possible that I have this. But uh, you're not wrong about being hard to get. 
So. I get, I, I understand that it is um, quite a rarity, but I assure you that a little bit of it will go a long way for me. Hmm. So how much are you asking for here? How much do you have? Oh, that's what we're going to play. Okay, okay, okay. I could sell you my stock, which is considerable. We do have a very long journey ahead of us through the Shackleton Expanse, and I'm not sure when I shall come across us in Gradient again, and it is extremely important that I have it. I see. Well, I deal in Latinum, as you might imagine. Do you have the ability to acquire Latinum? I do believe I can um, acquire some for you. Depending on the amount that you want, I could get you a small amount for, say, we'll say a reasonable price since you gave me some advice. We'll call this an investment, a returning customer, something that uh, perhaps I can help you with in the future every time you swing back this way. I don't know if you're stationed here or if you're part of the shippy ships outside. <laughs> but um, I'm part of the shippy ships, but I assure you that we would probably be passing through this area again. Excellent. Well, tell you what. I Ten plan trips. to get the going out of business clearance sale price. Yes. If you want a small amount, we can say enough that might last you, depending on what you're using this for. Maybe about a month's worth, perhaps, if you're using just a little at a time. One bar. One bar. Half a bar. You want me to sell this to you for ten strips? No, one bar. Do you Three want to bargain fours. with him? Would you like to I'm bargain with him? I'm trying to try, yeah. <laughs> okay, here we I go. Feel like I feel like I have a, I feel like I have a plethora of platinum. Come on. Um, this is going to be a reason. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be well. No, this is going to be a presence command check. God damn it. <laughs> his Are you sure? Board. Are you sure it's not reason? I'm really reasoning with him right now on the price. Uh. Insight, insight command versus your your presence command. Roll it. None are none are great, Eric. I have I'm gonna spend because I haven't gotten a chance this whole game. I'm gonna drop some serious threat here. Um Frangius scrutinizing funny. I'm gonna drop free threat. You wanna channel Sol because there's a mechanic. Maybe, but I also could probably use a value on this. Make your play. What are you doing? Is it is it going to be a present command? Yes. Well, I'm definitely taking a, a momentum. If you spend uh, another momentum, you can use my command stat and my social focuses. I will do that. I will do what the captain like, says. Like, what would Sol do in the back of your head? I'm sure the captain would totally agree with what I'm doing right now. So oh, I'm sure they would totally agree with what you're they doing. They would right be now. like, "Oh, McGraw, <laughs> go ahead, use my stats. Yes, okay. kitty, go." <laughs> Um, so what do I do? I, I spend one more momentum to use your stats? 
Yep, activates the collaboration talent. What would my captain do in negotiating with this little big-eared, actually not very little, about the same height as me, uh, Ferengi? So what do I use for that now? What it's does that mean? Right. Uh, you can now use uh, command five. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and I think my persuasion focus would be Lovely. the applicable Lovely. one here, yes? Let's go. All right, Nicole, tell me how many successes you get. Okay. Difficulty is one. One, two, and oh, should I burn a value? Oh no! <laughs> is that a complication? And that 20. Excellent. I got two successes though. Excellent, so okay. we get one more momentum back? So with Crap. a nat 20. Did I win? Uh, no, he got Can five. I burn a value? <laughs> not after the roll, no. <laughs> Wait, I burnt, I took, mm, I'm not using cautious medicine. Never you mind. could do a re-roll. You could burn a value for a re-roll. Um, I don't know if it's even worth, I don't even know if my, mm, just, I'll give it to me. Okay, <sighs> complication incoming. You so, just save it. You just give yourself some threat. He just, shakes his head for a second and says, all right, tell you what, 10 strips, gold-pressed latinum, as sort of a, um, you're a first-time buyer. No negotiating the second time, though. If you want any more, it's one bar. Understood. All right, let's have it. Well, I have to go get it. I didn't bring it here. Oh. I didn't even, I was not even aware that you had the item I was looking for. Ah, well, go get it and uh, I'll wait here and we'll both make sure that station security doesn't know what we're up to. Deal? Yes. Deal. Deal. Do I have latinum? Is that a thing I have? You can go to the exchange and get latinum, yes. Okay, that's what I'll do. Okay. I don't think I would, like, have a huge collection, you know? As you exit the store, <laughs> you stride out onto the promenade and glance around to look to see where the exchange is. It actually is here on this level of the promenade, since this is the primary place where ships that dock are doing currency exchanges all of the time. Federation credits are given to officers for exchange rates. Uh, this is to help whenever you are in a non-Federation planet and you have shore leave, you definitely get that. Um, there is a, an economy here that economizes, as it were. Um, however, as you uh, start making your way over to the exchange rate, there is a gentle firm press of a hand on your shoulder that kind of slows you down for a second. How aggressive is it? It's gentle, but it's okay. firm. Never mind. And you hear a very articulated authoritarian voice go, excuse me, doctor, may I have a word with you? Yes. You find yourself standing face to face with Commander Sivek, who as you turn, he's looking at you and he's My flanked by one yellow shirt who's also looking at you. Everyone gets in the break today, it's great. May I give you some advice, Doctor? Yes. Whatever 
negotiations you've entered into with the Ferengi that his device failed to mute from us during our observations of his illicit activities, might I recommend you do not proceed? Well, I assure you, what I was looking for was merely for medical and uh, medicinal purposes only. The, he activated his... What's the word? Um, device, assuming that it was something that needed discretion, but I assure you, I would have made the deal with or without the discretion. Your assurances are not necessary, Doctor. I follow evidence. I follow proof, and I maintain order on the station. Whatever rationale you are using to go through with the illicit activity is not important to me, but if you commit the act, I will have you arrested. Even if the item that I was procuring was simply a, something for the medical bay? Those nuances would be taken up with any lawyer, of course, that you would have to speak to after the arrest. Understood. Good afternoon, Doctor. Good afternoon. The Vulcan just stares at you. I stare back. Will there be anything else? No, not at all. I appreciate your concern. Then you are dismissed, Lieutenant Commander. Aye, sir. Do you stand there? Yes. <laughs> and you can just see my tail twitching, like... You are dismissed, Lieutenant Commander. Yes, I am. I understand. I uh, hope to see you... sometime again, maybe at the next banquet. He stares at you and waits for you to leave. <laughs> I will leave this time. At that moment, you pivot and, and walk away. Yep. <laughs> That's okay. I don't need to go shopping right now. I'm good. Uh <laughs> you get back to the Ferengi shop as you see him just happy as a clam. Looks like he's putting boxes back up and drafting up a sign that says going out of business. Unaware that apparently he's being observed by the authorities this whole time. Um, oh, he might need to go out of business for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Real quick, uh, before we go to break, Exio and Sol. currently leaving a meeting with Admiral April Hebert. It's just standard like check-ins with the captain since y'all are, she's wanting to know what the updates are as you all have been uh, keeping her apprised of the progress that's being made on the USS Ross. Of course, you know that she has a direct interest in how the Ross is doing and how the updates are coming along. But towards the end of the meeting, she does say to you that she has a surprise for all of you that she's done her best to keep from all of you. And as the meeting comes to an end, she's like, and they should be arriving right now. Could the two of you please follow me? I think you're going to enjoy this. Of course, sir. And she leads you out of her office. There's a bit of confusion because Admiral Abraham doesn't exhibit the sort of mischievous side of herself that she's exhibiting right now. <clears throat> but she's kind of like got a smirk on her face like she's a kid that has a secret. And... As you all are rounding the bend inside the main chamber of Narendra Station, 
coming around the corner to where you can see out over the dock and a lot of the civilian craft. You see a civilian craft that is currently docked at one of the stations that looks somewhat familiar in its trend, in its configuration, but you're not exactly sure what it is until you see coming out of the space docks, opening up, uh, a handful of Dishashians emerge from the space dock, led by none other than Dr. Yugos as they're exiting the port. Eyes as wide as saucers as they're all stepping onto Narendra Station for the very first time. And Admiral April Hebert looks at you and says, I thought it might be nice if they saw a couple of familiar faces the first time in an inter international <laughs> intergalactic space station. Just as nice for us. Would you mind if we... Please, no, I'm, I'm, I'm done with you. Talk to you later. <laughs> And she moves back to her office as you see the Jashashians kind of huddle up as they're looking around wide-eyed at all of the different races moving through here. You can see the scientific wonderment as they're seeing all the different configurations of biological life walking past them like, oh my God, are those ridges on their forehead? That's really cool. Like kind of like observing everything. Yugos spots you and the face lights up as his hands just, oh, and as all of you approach, he goes, Cap Captain Commander, uh, this is your station. <laughs> and he puts his hands up and yep, you guys do the handshakes. It's everybody, this, everyone, this, this, these are the command staff of the USS Ross, the, the ship that made first contact with us. I, I had hoped that I would see you here. Uh, I'm not used to looking at the Ross from the outside. So I wasn't sure if that was her that was docked, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's amazing. Uh, we traveled at warp four, <laughs> thanks to the Federation couriers. It's amazing. This is all absolutely amazing. Incredible technology. I saw my first replicator today. It's absolutely astonishing. Um, you never you forget your first replicator. Oh, <laughs> Um, it's going to have to learn how to refine Jishashian dishes, unfortunately, but uh, that's something that we're happy to teach. Um, uh, are, are you are you uh, busy? Could you perhaps show us around, if that would be possible? Would be delighted. <sighs> Excellent. Uh, everyone, speaking in Jishashian, the Universal Translator doesn't quite get all the words, but you hear him excitedly telling everyone, uh, uh, form a line, stay together, don't wander off too far, uh, find your partners, make sure that everyone is together. And we're going to be following these two. Yes, yes, Naralia, <laughs> no, get away from that. That's, yes, okay. And looks at you and says, please lead the way, Captain. This is very exciting. Uh, I turn to the Captain and I'll say, I'll keep an eye on the rear and I'll just go to the back of the tour party, okay. like shuffle. And like, if anyone has a question who may be in the back, I can just whisper it from behind. <laughs> there is a young Jashashian woman um, who is currently looks like she's like biting her lip and pulling her hair back into a ponytail. Like she's about to get into like archeology span or something. Like she's got to get, got to get ready. Like this is the science part. And she sees you coming and goes, you're human. Mostly. I'm still trying to learn how to identify the species. Well, it was a very good guess. I do present as human, yes. Oh, excellent. Um, <laughs> what is uh, your name? Norelia. Ah, yes, yes. Um, and, and 
Exio. It's a pleasure. Exio? Yes. Excellent pronunciation. Exio? Yes. Exio. Perfect. It's so lovely to meet you. Um, lovely to meet you. I have so many questions, I don't even know where to begin. I'm full I, of a lot of answers, if you'd like to start. Uh, you notice the column starts to leap. <laughs> you start already can tell, as you can yeah. hear Stull up in the front, <laughs> you kind of ushering her along, and she just yes. turns and says, um, I, I'm curious, uh, what, 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 what is a, um, uh, a Bolian? Oh, Bolian. Bolian. Yes. And they they are uh, humans, or are they quite. their own species. They are their own species. Yes. They're she blue. continues to just grill you. Yeah. You, you're like, blue, and she's like blue. <laughs> like like, and blue is a pigment. Like as you you all are moving yes. through. Um, we guide <laughs> this tour of Jashashians on their first trek through Narendra Station. Do and I need to it, roll for backwards walking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. People are kind of like breaking like the water as they see you moving through here. But I mean, this, I guess it, I am good to have at the front. It, yeah. For some reason, I make space. This, this is absolutely You're also like, taller. That, that was, that's yeah. very true. You're that, towering that is, over them. That is why I make the space. A tall Jashashin is 5'7", so you are towering over them, Captain. Um, it's also, but but you guys are clearly, this is like, this is like a class full of first graders who have never seen dinosaur bones before. And that's, y'all are like guiding them through this place and the Jashashians are just, you goss is like, right, I, I know this species. That's, uh, that's, that's a Ferengi. How incredible. The ocular sensitivity must be astounding. What a great advantage to have. Like constantly talking scientifically about the beauty of everything that he's seeing. And as y'all, Wander through Narendra Station. Do we stop at the gift shop? <laughs> you certainly could, as you see the Ferengi just start throwing the arms open and goes, what <laughs> um, Why don't we pause there for our break? We'll be back in 10 minutes because some shit is going down on the USS Ross that we need to know about. Lacat and Vryn have proceeded in their investigations, and we're about to find out what's been going on with that strange artifact when we get back. So don't go anywhere. We'll see you in 10 minutes. Hello, and welcome back to We Hate Cyvek. Uh, let's go ahead and jump <laughs> into tonight's episode from our, where we left off. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, right now on the USS Ross, a couple of things have happened. First of all, Chief Tech, I'm happy to report that you have all managed to finish the last bit of work, and right now, main engineering is filled with a thunderous applause of all the engineers. As DeBlocha said, everyone, give yourselves a round of applause. This was an extraordinary amount of work done in a small amount of time, and it was done brilliantly. Everybody, absolutely fantastic work. You just helped the USS Ross see farther and sharper than she's ever seen before, and everyone just starts applauding. And I want to Give all the praise here to our chief engineer of the USS Ross. We could not have done this without you. Slaps you on the back and says, Chief Tech, you're a hell of an engineer and it was a pleasure working with you. I can see my babies in good hands. Uh, just a second. And then you see this little device in his ear as he pushes it and there seems to be some sort of like mechanism that comes out and then mm -hmm. a red light starts. 
And you can see Tech looking around and he's like, I just want to record this moment. This is incredible. Look at all of us. We did this as a team. Dari look- leans into frame and is just... <laughs> I'm going to bake this for Exio later. And then he stops the recording. <laughs> okay. Um, Debolch says, well... I guess we bring systems online tomorrow morning. Let's uh, let's go see what your tin Ford's doing right now. What yeah. do you say? Well, we also should put out the announcement for volunteers for the test trials. We got to get up and running early. Volunteers? The crew's going to come back for that. Are you kidding me? I guess, but they need some time off too. See, the whole engineering core, we've been working on this refit the whole time, and I know a lot of the crew has gotten some time off. I just thought maybe this could be a time to give them some time off as well. Well, whatever your captain decides, I'll go along with it. But I'm not here for too long, and I need to be here for the test, so. I understand. We've got some capable officers. There ain't no question about that. I'm looking at one right now. He pats you on the back and says, let's go get a drink. Let's go get a drink. Everyone, let's go get a drink. We're all going to filter into Tin Ford and scare the hell out of the bartender. Let's go. And... Everybody starts moving out one by one to all the turbo lifts that are available. Um, uh, as as that happens, Tech is just mm-hmm. going to go to the side and go, Tech to Solon, we've got incoming, just so you're not surprised. Okay, go back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's no response, but you're certain yeah. they got the message. Yeah. <laughs> um, meanwhile, in Biology Lab 1 on Deck 15, um, this is the only area right now that has sufficient enough power to run any kind of scans. Biology lab is pretty large. It usually accommodates about 20 officers working in here at any given time. So it's one of the larger labs on the ship. Biology lab one is where you do a lot of your work when you're not on duty and when you coordinate with some of your uh, department heads, Lacat. Moving in here right now, it's kind of weird seeing it empty, but that's been the story since the Ross went dark about a week ago. Um, You set this object down and Vryn immediately starts activating and transferring power to the main controls and says, all right, uh, we can run a scan, but I don't know if we're going to get anything that you haven't already discovered. <laughs> Is there oh, any way to power this up, maybe? Power up the coin? I mean, there, there seems to be some kind of energy source at the center of it, and he points, and you see the soft luminescent glow, unless that's a naturally occurring thing. Which I think it might be, unless we have to talk about our feelings, which I don't want to go back to. So let's read. Let's, let's, yeah. let's run. Let's run a scan first, and let's see what that gets us, and then we'll we'll go from there. Roll. This is going to be reason science. You're being assisted by Lieutenant Wren, and the Ross also assists. And the difficulty is. One. But can I use my sensors focus? Yep. Okay, great. Because in and that case, four successes. Damn. And this is computer science? Uh, yeah. Is, uh, wait, I, I rolled a reason science. No, no, you, you're good with reason science. This okay, is the wrong. Yeah. Computer science or, yeah, because we're just, uh, no joy. Okay. So you got one from Vren though. So five successes total. So the party gets, y'all should be maxed out on momentum now. Uh, So as you run the scans, sure enough, it's from an element that the computer does not register. It's from a type of metal that is very similar to some of the hull components that the Ross uses, but it's not exact. 
and it has an unknown origin. Okay. Interestingly enough, the computer is unable to date it. Okay. Um, can you are, I... You, oh, yeah. I was just going to say, the, you also get further confirmation of what you initially suspected, which is that gem in the center of this little coin appears to be... Um, trillions and trillions of silica pathways that have formed into what looks like a transparent gem. If this thing is some kind of database, friend says, or if that's like a storage unit, that could hold hundreds of millions of teraquads of information. That's just a lot. Yeah, no kidding. Um, no kidding. Um, okay, so with this in mind, I think that, man, Jane really just wants to start poking at that, uh, at the glowy bit, essentially, and, and, and see, see, see what that gets her. Um, can she, ooh, she feels real weird doing this without tech. Um, just basically just trying feeding it like different energy and seeing like how it reacts like and comparing it to like uh so like basically trying to come find what metal it like relates itself closest to and like uh -huh. go from there um i think that's what she's trying to do through like the most basic like let's try seeing how it handles like heat let's try seeing how it handles electricity and uh i think that she'd like to give it just a little bit of power right now um, so even with that role it is yeah. not clear how this thing is given power it's not clear how it's energized at all but what you do detect is that there is a low vibration so kind of some sort of that 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 strange energy source that you sensed on when the ross before the sensors were taken offline yeah you are getting that same reading here up close okay so uh but Wait, it is, i am all right i you are, are and it's very subtle but it looks like the device is powering itself up is yeah. what the data is is what you're getting because it, it's incredibly slow, but with that with that strong of a roll, mm -hmm. um, and you having momentum to burn, I'll just give you that uh, yeah. the the device seems like it's waking up. Oh, uh, at what rate uh, does it seem to be waking up? I guess it, it's so impossible to tell. You don't know exactly where start and finish is really on this thing, but right now, it it would appear like it has just woken up. And it okay. is currently emitting that strange energy signal. So, so Jane would like to like do the equivalent of like tase it, like uh, just just give it like a shock of. You want to charge it, basically? Yeah, basically. Okay. Shock of electricity. See how it works. Um, this is what happens when tech's not around, and we're dealing let's, with something that's let's electrocute it. Let's electrocute it. Let's see what happens. Um, Let's put Gizmo in water. Jane and Ren. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. you you basically run a current of plasma through it for a split second. Yeah. Nothing seems to happen. Nothing seems to happen. Um, just goes, ah, I thought this was going to be a little more exciting. Yeah, I thought so too, you know? But uh, this, is, this is science. It's trial and error. And it's just 
trial and trial and trial and lots of error, and maybe one day, success. This is great. This is great. I'm going uh, to go get us some drinks real quick. Okay, sounds great. Um, uh, hey, what do you want? Surprise me. Surprise you. All right, I'll be right back. Please okay. do not blow up the lab. I will try I'll, not to. Um, I want to be here for it if you do. So I'm just saying. And okay. Well, we brought. <laughs> and he steps out. I do need someone to blame it on. Um, <laughs> bye, Brian. Um, okay, so I think that now, what? Oh my God, what would she like to do? Um, I would like to uh, burn and obtain information. Sure. Um, probably to figure out, like, hmm. I mean, I think that it, it would make the most sense of, uh, like, like what is the best, uh, like, I'm, I'm kind of, like, at a loss here, so I, I want to make sure that the next That's step legit. I take is, you know what? Let's, we've already tried running it with Plasma. Let's just, God, she kind of just wants to like take a hammer to it next and see if it like explodes. That's probably a terrible idea. Um, Was okay. this also how you did botany? I'm just curious. Wait, no, You're like, oh, that's weird. The flower isn't opening. Ah! So basically she would like to try and like examine like the patterns and like use and obtain information to see like uh, the the you said it was it was a bunch of um it was the storage unit and it looks like trillions and trillions of, like silica pathways so looking at the silica pathways and like looking at the way they formed do they look like struct like other similar structures that exist in the universe and like what are those other similar structures that exist in the universe and where can they be found all right um, so, like, that's what i would like to use my momentum for okay so I'll give you this. Okay. First of all, looking for a pattern that is similar to anything you've encountered mm -hmm. starts to become somewhat fruitless. And okay. it starts to become somewhat frustrating after about five minutes of like looking through computers. Oh, only five studying. minutes? Yeah. Five minutes of torture. Because after five minutes, uh, you get a reaction from it. Um, at one point, when you're moving your hand closer to the computer, the glow responds to your proximity and becomes a little brighter until you pull away and then it goes dim again. Oh no, is it literally my feelings? Damn it. Um, okay, so... God, so she like Googles for five minutes, realizes she's getting nothing, and then realizes when she moves closer, she... Oh boy. Um, okay, so she's gonna just try doing like a basic like I get closer and it gets brighter. Mm -hmm. It does it again. The moment you start to move a little closer to it, it starts to, and when I say brighter, I mean, it's noticeably visibly illuminating somewhat, but it's not like glowing. It's do just mean, a little brighter. Do you have any other uh, live creatures in this biology lab? I mean, plants, there's plenty of flora in here. Um, just, just out of curiosity, she's going to try moving it closer to the flora, set it next to the flora, move away. Does the brightness change? So how are you moving it? So, uh, b basically, she just wants to see if it grows brighter when it's closer. Sure, but how are you actually moving it closer to the flora? Because that was kind of vague. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, just, 
I'm, I'm lifting it up and okay so no. the moment you touch it yes. <laughs> and oh, you pick God. it up you notice that it starts to glow much brighter okay great great and it responds um, to your touch okay amazing and uh eventually the light begins to shift and turn a like a dark amber color and you start to see all the lights of the silica start to light up inside the gym itself oh no i don't like this and then a voice behind you no You hear a voice you haven't heard in a while, the cat. You hear someone say, Hello, Cora. Won't you turn and look at me? I rolled a 10. Does she drop this or not? Ah. Uh. That's right in the middle. Um, well, I What's your control score? <laughs> <laughs> My control score is... Uh, it's an 11. I think you're good, baby. That's a roll under. Okay, yeah, that's true. I think, I, I think I'm good. Um, so her hands are shaking. And um, she is going to turn around and say... I didn't expect to run into a ghost today. Standing at about six feet tall, wearing dark leathered pants, the high boots, the armored plating of a military officer of the Cardassian Union, the hair slicked back in that square jaw and always those eyes, those powerful, intense, hawk-like eyes you look into the face of your father who you've not seen since before the end of the dominion war he stands there clear as day in front of you cocks his head to the side just like he always did when he was looking at you with that cold and contained adoration and he says you've chosen starfleet I have, and I think it was the right choice. There are days when I doubt that, but I think it was the right choice. It brought you here. The right choice to science. The thing I love? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What what is that supposed to mean it brought me here? That's not like was I supposed to stay? I don't know. I don't have that information. I am appearing as your father, but I am not the man known as Ilir Cress. Of course you're not. Oh, man. And, like, it's him saying that, like, not him, the it saying that that makes her go, 
oh right i'm not speaking to my dad like of course i'm not speaking to a ghost like i don't believe in ghosts i believe in science but like <laughs> it's that one moment where she was like oh shit like i know ghosts don't exist but like maybe i jane the cat do or maybe i cora like believe in believe in ghosts oh no wait i don't believe in ghosts um so now she's going to try and like pull herself together and take a step closer as you take a step closer it's almost like those moments in if you've ever seen space odyssey how like it's happening right in front of the eyes of the person that's observing it but it's not your father anymore it's Kareros, your oldest brother And he smiles at you as you take a step closer and he takes a step closer and says, the uniform suits you. It's a little big on me. You My look is, Thank you. I look as you remember him. I don't want to see them anymore. I'm sorry, I sense that. But I can only appear as to people who you are familiar with from your past. Got a bit of an identity issue? In that I was designed this way. So do you only go by their names or do you go by something of your own? Something of my own. My name is Eutan. A-U-T-U-N. It's A-O apostrophe T-U-N. And if you could pick any face for yourself, Aotan, what face would you pick? Mine. And you see him begin to form right in front of you. Um... The cat, in front of you, before your very eyes, you see the image of your older brother begin to shift and that pale sort of tanned skin gives way to an even paler like sheet white type skin. Um, not one that I would say is, well, I wouldn't necessarily say it's sheet white. It's more like, it, it looks like it's the color of like a pale, like the pale bark of a tree. Okay. You can imagine. Okay. And it almost seems to have a, a, a stretched looking semblance, like it's pulled tightly across somebody's face. But you do see warm, generous eyes. No hair atop of the head. And the eyes itself almost bulge a little bit. Uh, the, the, like the rim around the eyes the ice looks sunken into a larger skull. And the nose looks vaguely humanoid. In fact, everything about this creature looks humanoid to the sense that it, it almost looks like a, it's hard to explain, familiar? Okay. Perhaps something that Perhaps something that has some similarity to you in some way, it's hard to say, but as you're looking at it, 
you see this gentle smile come across his face and say, I'm a collector of stories. And, and now I have your story. Simply from me holding on to this? Yes. And I have friend's story. I also have lifetimes of stories that I can no longer access because the device is damaged. And he motions his hand towards the thing you're holding. It says, unfortunately. Unfortunately? Yes. It was my task to chronicle the lives of those who lived throughout the galaxy so that they would always be remembered. But it would seem that something is wrong and I can't access them anymore. When did this happen? When did it stop? I don't know. I'm not sure exactly where in the galactic cycle I am at right now. And I'm only just now becoming aware of your species. I don't know how long I've been asleep. Well, I mean, I can't say that time passes linearly in whatever your sleep you've experienced, but what was the last story you remember? Maybe that's a good place to start before runs of mine. Also, I would like to know whose story is better. It's a little. All stories are precious. All of them are meant to be remembered. I can't argue with that. The door <laughs> opens and friends like, all right. Oh no. I got a thing called cream soda. You're going to love this. I personally hate it. Bren? Who the hell is that? Bren? Just give me the cream soda. He hands you a glass of what looks like this fizzy drink. And Vren is staring and is like, uh, did this guy beam in here? In a sense. He and is part of this thing. And he knows our stories. Um, it seems that whatever this artifact is it has the ability to absorb the memories of whomever comes into direct contact with it do you remember a ferengi by any chance by um what was the name of the shop owner oh are you asking me yeah 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 oh <coughs> this <coughs> excuse me shop owner is timok oh timok yeah uh do you remember a ferengi by the name of timok no i can't say that i do that's not in the database and perhaps before your memory went offline. Bren, I'm going to try to catch you up as quick as possible. This is weird. Um, this cream soda is very good. Um, <laughs> but let's... Last memory before Bren's in mind. Pick one, anyone. The only memory that is still clear to me is staring into the face of my creator. And he was me. And I am him. 
I'm afraid that's all I remember. The device, I fear, might be... And you see the image go... And vanish right in front of you. And Jane just stares at it for a second. Like, oh, shit. Um, okay, she's going to go straight to the coin now. Um, what's that displaying it? I'm guessing the glow is gone. No, the glow is still there, but it is a small kernel of power now. It looks like it's very low powered. Okay, okay. Um, powered by my memories. Um, you know what? She's going to try just doing something a little ridiculous for a second. She's going to focus on the exact... She's, she's going to focus first on the... Uh, name that she just uh, uh, Aotun Aotun Aotun. She's gonna like focus on everything that she just saw of Aotun and mm-hmm. like, you know like crystallize it in her like mind uh, mind's eye. And as she holds on to this piece, this artifact, and see if that does anything. Uh, the power goes, and the kernel of light disappears from the center of the coin. Entire. Oh, that was the opposite of what I was hoping for. Um. It, and it's just completely gone. Uh, yeah, it goes just like you found it. It's dark again. And just like I, uh, she's going to try handing it to Bren right now and see, hold this right. if it does anything. We should probably tell people about this. Right? We should in just a second. We feel like we're okay. so close, Bren. Okay, 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 okay. What do you want me to do? Just hold on to it. Is anything happening? Uh, yeah, I'm not getting to drink my drink. Oh, we should. What's supposed to happen? Is it is that how it turned on when you were holding it? Yes. Um, he looks down at it and is like, I, I mean, I, nothing's happening. Okay, and then she's gonna touch her calm and say, uh, Lieutenant Lecat to Chief Tech. Meanwhile, in ten forward. <laughs> You hear coming through over the din of noise of everyone laughing and this <laughs> this song, this ruckus song that has been like sung at the top of the lungs. It's the only time you have ever seen Solon's calm being disturbed. <laughs> As this Tellarite is singing this song in their native language and teaching, he's teaching everyone how to say it. There's a lot of lyrics in there that are really not appropriate. Um, and Solon's looking at you just like, and then you hear coming through, like in the calm underneath the noise. A couple of things. One, what is Solon wearing? (laughs) (laughs) Solon Solon is actually looks like, (laughs) it looks like when the alert came that there was a big crowd coming to Tin Ford, Solon was not prepared to run to duty. Mm-hmm. So, here. so imagine Solon wearing what would look like the top of, uh, you know, the top, the kimono tops when the sleeves are pulled back to the shoulder and tied in the back. Yeah, yeah, like a happy. Very coat. yes, very similar to that. So Solon's arms are exposed from the shoulders down, cool. and is wearing what looks like a long skirt that drapes down to about their ankles. Um, the skirt itself looks remarkably. Aside from being pleated and having blue, like luminescent veins running through it, almost like there, you're looking at uh, like twigs on a tree from the reflection of a of a pond in the middle of the night. 
That's the only extravagant thing that they're wearing right now. And of course, their very beautiful face, which is currently exhibiting a lot of irritation. Just. Huh. Uh, and then, so. Serving drinks and they're just like. <laughs> okay. uh, as Debletch sort of finishes uh, and comes back down to our level of the bar, uh, Tech gets back into the conversation and just goes. So yeah, they're they're fantastic officers. I'm sure Lieutenant Lacat would have a field day testing out these sensors, and would just be perfect for. Oh, hold hold on, go for tech. Uh, hey Chief Tech, are you um busy right now? Oh no, I'm just getting a drink down in ten four. I was just talking about you. Great, great. Um, oh. I I need you in biology lab one. Oh, for immediately, please. Okay, all right. I'm sure everything is fine. Tech out. I'm going to calmly <laughs> take my leave. Uh, it's great voice. Fantastic. Using you by the arm. Mm -hmm. Insandari looks in your eyes with severity and just goes, Don't leave me! <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Duty calls, and I'm just going to try to slip out if I can. Her antenna are just stiff. The way a cat's tail might be if they just came across another cat in an alley, and you, sorry, duty calls, and you <laughs> remove yourself from the scene <laughs> and head up to the lab. Cold. Mm. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, on Narendra Station, um, the tour of the first three levels have been given, and right now the Dishashians are being treated to uh, some downtime at Wasted Space, trying to process, they are completely just absolutely overstimulated by everything that they have seen uh, in the past few hours. Um, you two have the scientist man to yourselves for a moment, able to actually check in with you guys to find out like what has been going on lately. What's been up with Tshashia? Like how's the government there? He's been for like catching you up on all the things that have been taking place. Uh, let you know that the defense minister is currently in prison after trying right, to stay. Yes, last we were there, there was an attempted coup. How did yeah. that work out for you? Are things going well? Do you have a democracy? Vote. Yes, all of these things. Um, legitimacy of the government is still in total form. There was a lot of resistance at first, but ever since people started seeing some of the people of the Federation and the news channels and whatnot, and, and some of the diplomatic corps that's been out there from Narendra Station. Um, the low-ranking functionaries. Also, it is worth noting that in the time that y'all have been jumping around the galaxy, um, that the USS Johnson has made its way out there as well. And Captain Amelia Dalton has been taking up some of the first contact duties ever since uh, you guys left. So she has been heading that off and has been going quite well, especially because uh, they got their first look at an Intrepid-class starship, which the Jashashians were like, do you have different kinds? Um, was it the Johnson you pay or the for all of this? Was it the Johnson or the Jemison? Oh, I'm sorry. It is It is the uh, the Jameson. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um... I thought the, the Jemison was the Miranda. Is it? I apologize if I've cro crossed the wires. I know I'm that we it is. That's what I have written here. The USS Johnson is actually, yes. I have my notes. That's correct. Okay. Yep, it's the USS Johnson. That's correct. Cool. Sorry about that. Yep. The USS Johnson. Jameson was the Miranda class. Johnson is 
the one that's named after one of the other hidden figures. Johnson is correct. Mm -hmm. So, um, you see, uh, Ugas is glancing back at his crew and then looks back at all of you and just says, no signs from those things you called the, um, I'm nervous saying their name out loud. They were terrifying creatures. Such fantastic technology. And to see that life form emerge from our planet, it was quite, well, it was, it was wondrous, but terrifying. And no sign of the creature ever since. Although fantastic energy readings from the place where the creature was born. The crystal formations that were there would indicate that there is residual energy. And our scientists have started to postulate that it's entirely possible that in the next two million years, another one might emerge. Fascinating. I would be remiss if I didn't ask on behalf of my chief science officer for access to as much data about that as you're willing to oh, share. And yes. for my doctor, of course, having uh, birthed the creature. That's oh, good. right. Yes, of course. I didn't think of that. Yes, that would be a good idea. <laughs> Follow up, you know, with a patient. I'm told it's the <clears throat> done thing. Of course, of course. And how have you all been? How have your journeys been? Many. Uh, no more. <laughs> it's just good to see you all safe. It's wonderful and, to see. Um, do you mind if I ask, uh, Exio, how are you walking around in this space? Oh. Uh, I noticed you're not wearing your ring. <laughs> yes, uh, not as of late. Um, still have it. Uh, it's just that Naringa Station has updated their hollow emitters, so I have a lot more uh, breathing room, as it were, aboard this station. They made it. They mm. created hollow emitters specifically to accommodate you. Well, hopefully not just me, as there are many holograms on board. There are more. Yes, right and then. yeah, lo lots of pointing around the station. There's this very affable looking um, person that's currently um, waiting one of the tables, setting down a drink, and Yugos looks at them and they're all a grab. Yes. Don't worry, you, you don't have to whisper. It's not a dirty word. I just, no, no, it's, it's not that. I'm just, that's amazing. Amazing. I, I, I hope, I hope one day on my world that we also have hollow emitters to accommodate that hologram in you anytime you wish to visit. Uh, if they don't have rings, of course. Do they all get rings? Do you do you all get rings? No. Uh, as of late, I have one of the only rings that perform its duty. But um, hopefully. That will be a common thing. Exio, your eyes take you to Admiral Hebert as she's yeah. approaching the table. She walks up and looks around and says, well, I'm glad we're all seeing this is a nice little reunion here. Captain, can I talk to you for a moment, please? Of course. Please excuse me, Dr. Yugas. 
Yes, and I start explaining. It's a sort of experimental technology. The patent is pending, and yeah, just, just, just looking at you like amazing photonic life. That's extraordinary. How fantastic! We'd always thought about attempting to build artificial life, but of course, we were looking at robotics. We hadn't even considered the possibility of hard light. That's beyond our capabilities. It's so innovative. It's Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, moving over to the side where Admiral April Airbears, uh, she's pulled you aside, nodding to a few of the officers that walked by. Uh, she looks at you and says, so your chief medical officer got in trouble with my chief of security about an hour or so ago. Don't worry, I smoothed things out. Cyvek is, well, with the increased traffic here on the station, he's kind of become a little overbearing, but I set him straight. Your doctor was associating with a known criminal and smuggler, but it doesn't look like any crime was committed, and even if so, I doubt she was going to buy anything crazy. But um, you might want to have a talk with her and find out what she was up to at some point. I leave that to you, Captain. Now, the reason why I was calling you over here is I wanted to let you know Starfleet just sent in orders, and the USS Ross is going to be due to depart in the next 24 hours. I let them know she hasn't had a test run yet, but apparently an anomaly has been detected about 34 light years from here on their long range telescopes and they want the Ross to go check it out since right now, the Johnson's in the middle of negotiations with the Jashashians. And she nods over to the table. So it looks like you're our science vessel for a spell. We're certainly happy to play that role. Likewise, I understand that despite your misgivings about being an admiral, it does give you the benefit of my having to explain to Dr. Maroney why we're departing in 24 hours when he gave us 48 on those sensors. Hmm. How's she holding up? And she nods over to Exio. She is an incredible and resilient officer, sir. Well, just in case, I don't want to sound fatalistic, but I wanted to let you know that I accepted promotion. They're giving me my third star, or my third pip, as it were. Congratulations. I'm glad you're being recognized for all of your work. Thank you. This never thought I would make. Never thought I would make a device admiral, but here we are. We all have our vices, you, more than the rest of us. There's a chance Starfleet's going to want to try to transfer me out of Narendra. Of course, I'm going to fight that, but um, I wanted to put something to you, and you don't have to answer this right now, Captain. But it's something I want you to think about. If the transfer order does come, and Starfleet wants to put me somewhere else in the galaxy. I'd like to take the Ross with me. As your flagship? You'd still retain command, but yes. Of course. It's going to take you away from the Shackleton Expanse, but it might put the Ross somewhere else where she could really do some good with all the diplomatic suites built into her. Those sensors 
certainly would come in handy at the Shackleton Expanse, but um, let's be honest. Even after six years, we're still healing from the wounds of the Dominion War. And a ship like the Ross could be used all over the galaxy. There are a lot of places yet unexplored throughout the galaxy. Yes. Well, it's not a done deal yet, and I haven't made up my mind. To be honest, I really like it out here on the frontier. It suits you. And I'd be hard-pressed to think of a better admiral to run this place. They don't like the flag... They don't like uh, vice admirals being out this close to nowhere, but we'll see what happens. But I wanted to put that in front of you just to give you time to think about it. Um, I'm still thinking about it, so don't make any decisions just yet. But it is something I've considered. You know, a vice admiral in the Shackleton Expanse would signal to the whole quadrant the importance of this place to the Federation. I thought about that. And with the <sighs> rapid progress that is being made on admitting the Dishashians to the Federation, I'm estimating that's going to happen within the next two years, which is just neck-breaking speed, and in my opinion, despite their charm, much too fast. Sounds like you high-level supervision, sir. Starfleet seems to be glancing over the fact that there was never really a coup in the time that we had our first contact with them. Mitigating circumstances, they said, with the Tholians and whatnot, but... They were certainly extraordinary circumstances, and my understanding is that the Federation have previously overlooked human... Oh. Excuse me. Hmm. Every well, species has baggage, sir. Some more than others, for sure. I couldn't well, possibly comment. <laughs> I'll let you back to your drinks, Captain. I'm going to go walk around my station for a bit. Do be careful. I'm told there are criminals about. Yeah, I heard there's a fighting ring on one of the lower levels. Maybe I'll finally go check that out. Which one? She just smirks. And as you come back to the table... Yugos is literally doing this. So you can stand on the hull of your starship. It's quite beautiful. I wish I was a hologram. Commander. Yes, Captain. I, I, Polexio. One moment. Close for a moment. Whisper the Mc what I will just call the McCrell thing. Okay. <laughs> the McCrell thing. Uh, what uh, a bear just oh, told oh, me. Oh, yes. Also, it's worth noting that she gave you a ridiculous deadline to get the Ross up and ready to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ah. And, and I get to go explain that now. <laughs> I am. I'm. I can kick this can down the. <laughs> Would you like me to inform our crew that they should be ready in 24 hours to go? 
We're going to have to. The chief can thank Moroni. <laughs> very, very cold today, Captain. <laughs> I'm not making him scrub both warp cores with a toothbrush. So he can tell Dr. Moroni, and quite frankly, he can like it. I haven't yet dragged him into my office for his requisite flaying. Why do I have to do that? Anyway, <laughs> please, Dr. Yugos, finish up here. I'm so sorry to pull away uh, the commander from your attentions. I hope I see you both again. It was such a surprise. What a delight running into you. Um, uh, hopefully next time you come through Narendra again, um, I can... Um, how long are you staying? Oh, we're only here for the next few days, and then we're headed back to Jashashia, but, uh, or Jadarin, as it were, but um, I, I should say that um, it would be really good for the people of Jadarin to see you all again. I'm hoping the Ross can return soon. You're... Are you taking a courier back? Oh, a uh, courier. We're, we're being... Uh, we're being escorted. Hmm. Must take a terribly long time. Far too it's slow, just Captain. that we're going to see this uh, as yet undescribed spatial anomaly, and well, we are much faster than the courier vessels if you need a lift. Let me get my team. <laughs> <laughs> Dashes away from the table. <laughs> I take it back, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. We have to rally the troops. Word starts passing through the ranks that shore leave is canceled, as it were, or that the Ross is ready to depart. What ends up happening, uh, Chief Tech, is once you hear that when the order gets comes down the line and you get it, Dari and most of the engineering team kind of has the same we just finished the refit, like not ready to depart on a mission. Like, are you kidding me? Starfleet saying, we need you to go investigate a subspace and our spatial anomaly that they've observed. Um, there's this, there's a mixture of like groaning and excitement from the engineering teams. Um, it basically means that a rapid departure now needs to take place as crew are starting to filter back onto the Ross and they're having to say goodbye to loved ones and whatnot rather abruptly before they they aboard once again. Um, I picture the scene in 10 forward. It was the only time the rowdy engineers were quiet was when this announcement came through and then the tone yeah. switched immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and Solon was just left there. <laughs> yeah. So over the, I'm going to say over the next couple of hours, a few things happen. Um, first of all, what's up? Wait, did so does Tech get to Jane in Biology 101, or does he get detoured before he gets to her? No, so you get to Jane, okay. basically. And as you walk in the door, as your mouth is literally falling open to say, what is it? You hear the, you hear Exio's voice. Attention all staff of the USS Ross. Ah, uh, sorry, can it wait? We gotta... All crew, please report to duty stations by, gives an hour, like, basically departure orders have been given by Starfleet Command. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. okay, I gotta go. Sorry. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and 
Brynn goes, I haven't talked to Exio yet. I don't know if I'm flying. And he runs out the door. And James left with mysterious object. That manifested your father. That manifested my father and my brother. And um, your brother. How big is this thing again? Remind me. It's about this big. Oh, great. So she's she's size of a really large coin. She's going to put it in her jacket and head okay. to the bridge. Okay. The crew, the ox crew is basically sent scrambling and there's a lot of like groans. There are some people that are excited to get back out there, but no one was expecting to be given this short notice that they needed to get back on board and handle things. So the next couple of hours, the Ross goes from a ghost town to Black Friday. <laughs> it is just I people... hope we keep a tighter ship than that. <laughs> people flooding onto the ship. No one's like beating the hell out of each other, but the but the corridors are jammed full of ox crew as they're reporting back to their quarters, getting situated, getting checking in with the department heads, making sure that everything is going. In order to get the depart, in order to get the USS Ross ready to depart in the time that has been given, everyone is moving very fast. Uh, <laughs> there is actually a lower decks episode that took place where everyone's kind of like, ah! they have like a countdown timer of when their duties. It's not that bad, but there's the same amount of people present, like flooding through the corridors, like coming through, coming. Through, excuse me, sorry. Oh, you dropped the data pad. Like everyone's kind of like helping each other Aww. as they're sort of desperately scattering to like get to their stations and get the Ross ready to depart. Um, as everybody is rejoining the vessel, at one point, uh, Olin, as you're in your quarters, listen, like going over the data pad readouts and whatnot, there is a chirping at your door. Enter. And as the door opens, Stepping in is Sorex. Oh. And he enters and looks around the quarters and just says, I'm going to be remaining under Indra Station. Yes, I, I suppose you would be. But I wanted to give you something. He pulls out what looks like a data rod and he sets it down on the table there are two things you're going to find on this data rod the first is a personally encrypted channel that you'll be able to contact me whenever you wish the second is a copy of all the information I've stolen from one Klingon general on Narendra station I thought you might appreciate a piece of what I've discovered. My work isn't done there yet. I think the Federation could use another pair of eyes on the render station that doesn't walk around broadcasting that it's security. I think you could use a pair of eyes on Narendra Station to keep tabs on Pagino. It was my hope to have the time to speak with him before we left, but I'm 
not entirely sure that will be the case. Well, you do have some time. It's not as though the ambassador role is keeping you getting the ship technically ready to depart. But if you're going to see him, I would do it quickly. Yes. Oh, piece of advice before you do this. He walks over to you, Olin, and looks you in the eyes and says, play the game. Play it. Truth? That's what you protect. You protect it by playing the game. Do you understand what I mean? No, but I imagine you'll teach me. If you survive this next encounter. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have one more stop to make before I depart. It's been a pleasure, Ambassador. I'm looking forward to seeing you in person again, and of course I'm available to you while you're out there jumping from star to star. Of course. Jolan True. Jolan True. Out the door. The data rod in your hand has stolen information from the Klingon embassy that would implicate General Cargan in a corruption scheme. You do whatever you want with that, Olin, but the other one is an encrypted message an encrypted channel that you can communicate to Sorex on whenever you need to. You've acquired a teacher and an asset at the same time. Wading into murky waters now. Why did you choose to wear all white? Cut to a frantic Dr. McCrell organizing a panicked medical team that's trying to get everything on board. Um, in the midst of all of the scrambling, Doctor, you see stepping into the medical bay is Sorex looking around for you and spots you and says, and approaches you and says, well, Doctor, I don't know if you've heard the news yet, but I'm going to be remaining on the ranger station for the time being. Yes. And um, before we depart, I do have a quick favor for you. Let's not linger on goodbyes and just shake hands, Doctor. Yes, I appreciate. You feel it in the palm of your hand as he shakes your hand. And he says, thank you again for saving my life. Thank you for easing mine. He pulls you a little bit closer, and he says, and thank you for being a lovely dancing partner. Well, it was a, it's been a long time since I shook a wicked calf, but you um, kept me on my toes, beans, I don't know what they call it. <laughs> he smirks and, without another word, slips and into the crowd, and McCrell, you can see the way he's walking, 
the way he's moving, the way he's engaging people, the way he's talking, this is someone who's been given a purpose in life again. Mm-hmm. You're not sure whether to celebrate or to be worried, but you almost, this is, this is a former Tal Shiar agent that no longer serves a master. I'm going to go back to that famous gif. Why not both? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just like that, you watch Sorex step out of your med bay. And I quickly um, place my delivery in the you safe. You look down. Room. You're not entirely sure how the hell he knew this was happening. He knows. Um, I think he's... Of all the people that I've met, I think he is one that had seen my true self. There is a moment that's not player, that's not witnessed by player, where Sorex enters the transporter pad and finds standing there, along with some of the other crew, a Commander Prawl hmm. watching him walk in. Sorex says to him, here to see me off, Commander? Nope. Here to make sure you know I see you. And Sorex just smiles at the trill and takes up to the transporter bad and does a nod as it begins to fade. He beams onto Narendra Station. <clears throat> and Prawl pivots on his heel and walks back to his duties, starting to organize everybody as security is trying to get everything uh, up and going. Um, in the mass of like chaos of everyone trying to get ready for the departure, um, a couple of things are happening is the engineering crews are bringing the mains back online. So, Sul, as you step off the turbo lift and onto the bridge and you see people starting to take duty stations and run diagnostics on the computers and all the departure things, you suddenly hear that sweet, sweet as the Ross's dual engine cores begin to come online. The warp core activates. Pulsing with that antimatter energy that sends her catapulting through the galaxy. You guys can all see the lights on the Ross begin to glow and come luminescent as the old gal starts to wake up. She just starts to energize with all of this power and coursing through those plasma conduits. Um, <clears throat> as you're all taking the bridge, uh, Exio, you are seeing the captain walk down. Asmi Shanto is also standing next to you with data pads. Asmi Shanto, you can tell, little frazzled right now. And she's just going, departure orders um, are, are right here, Captain. And I have, uh, everything is organized, but she's like flipping through the data pads. But what grabs your attention, Commander Exio, is the doors open again and running off the turbo lift zipping up the front of his uniform is Prawl, or not Prawl, but uh, Vren, just going, wait, 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 sorry. Um, I'm sorry, Commander, is this a bad time? Can I speak to you just for a few seconds? Uh, I think I can spare a moment. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> There's a few officers that immediately are about to approach Exio for authorization on a few of the data pads, and they stop, and they look really impatient as Vren pulls you aside and says, Hi, um, uh, can I please resume my duties, Commander? Exactly how many hours has it been since our session, Bren? Um, I mean, time is so relative, isn't it? Like, uh, it's like, I mean, you could be near a black hole and it could be like 30 years and then out of here, it's like, and in Dorians, we we process things really fast, you know? We're, we're very practical people. 
Um, it's 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 our antenna. Ren, and yes. I point back at the people waiting for my attention. Uh, I it's been um, no no <laughs> bad 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 Ravity. <laughs> um, uh, it's um, it's like twenty four hours, I guess. Maybe twenty six. And how long did I say you should take a leave? Oh, a week. Um, could I do this off duty? Could you fly the ship off duty? Yeah, I can take my pips off. If that would help. Okay. Okay, I, you're right. I, Sorry, thank you. I, I didn't want to take up any more of your time, Commander. I just wanted to just, I thought I'd check. Axio, is everything okay? Yes, Commander. Uh, or Captain, sorry. Uh, yes, Captain. Um, uh, Bren just wanted to bend my ear for a moment. Um, and uh, um, I don't know. What's the appropriate protocol? Wouldn't Would you not have been informed of... Because that would have been an official order to... No, you would, have, you would have informed the captain that you've temporarily relieved Vren of duty on medical leave of absence. Right, we have the duty roster of who's on shift right now anyway, so yeah. I know okay. that Vren wasn't yeah. on there. And either I saw fit to make an inquiry about it, or more likely, I trusted that you had it in hand, and if I needed to know something about Got those it. circumstances, you'd tell me. Yeah. yeah. I don't um, micromanage you at all. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to make sure that you knew and that wasn't like a thing that I didn't right. tell but you. Like Ren isn't expected here. Everything all right? Yeah, yeah, understood, understood. Now I understand the motivation of that. Okay. Um, um, yes, Captain. Um, I will talk to you soon. Uh, Princess, I, 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 her. And yes. takes a few steps back as you immediately get swarmed by ops yeah. crew that need authorization of the commander on a few of yeah. these orders coming down. And I start... Yeah, and you too, Captain. You are signing things left and yeah. right. Both of you are getting all the ship like in tip top shape, getting ready to sign off. Friend... I'm going to wave them off for a moment. Okay. Yes. Because I can. Yes, you can. And I'm going to walk back up to that point on the hull between Helm and Science. Okay. Uh, that I touched back when the ship was empty and everything was weird and wrong. And now it is bustling and full of life and moving again. And I never get this, these moments with her for exactly this sort of reason, but I just put my head back on the hull, feel her resonance this time, feel her life. Off again, let's go. What Made was it? Was it a shift approval? Well, because I don't have all day. <laughs> and the madness continues. Um, though, Lacat, you do cast a glance back over your shoulder and see what no one else is seeing in that particular moment is Vryn standing at the turbolift doors, about to leave the bridge, watching as the ensign that's currently seated in the helm space, bringing main thrusters online and communicating with Narendra station about the departure. And Vryn has this 
look on his face that you might never forget as he just takes one step back into the turbo lift. No, I think that the second he leaves the bridge, oh. um, and if Jane was, did Jane hear the conversation with him and Exio? Not really. That was kind of an aside spoken very quietly. Okay, then if it was an aside, then I think that she sees that face and I think she's going to call him on her calm. Okay. And uh, uh, Jane to Silas. Uh, hey, it's uh, Silas. You never call me by my first name. Yeah, it's, uh, no, I've called it a few times. There's There's been a specific moment. Okay. Yeah, you've I, I only call you them at, at under specific circumstances. So yes, thank you for pointing out that character trait of mine. Yeah. Um, I. It's gonna be okay. We, we, we can. We'll, we'll take care of your baby for you. Go sit down. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. You can stay on the line if you want. No, no, no. You got you got science officer things to do. I'll I'll yeah. be alright. I'm gonna go hang with Solon. Okay, there's a great view. I mean, it's the literally the front of the ship, so I'll be able to see everything from there. That's a good choice. Tell me what they're wearing when you get there. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll try. Great. Go sit down. Have a drink. All right. He hangs up. One by one, duty stations report ready. And you hear the comms in the ranger station granting the USS Ross permission to depart. You hear Admiral Admiral Hebert's uh, voice on the comms channel just saying, good luck, Ross. Clear skies. Let us know what you find out there. Will do, Admiral. Thank you. Narendra out. The incident at the station says, engines are at station keeping. We're ready on your command, Captain. Take us out. Olin, as you are situated there next to Commander Exio and the captain, you can't help but feel that even though main thrusters have been activated and one quarter impulse power is now taking you away from the ranger station, you somehow feel tethered to that station now. Whether that's a good or a bad thing, it'll be up to you. But it's no longer a station that you're going to be a ghost on. Every time you've come back to Narendra Station, you've played catch up and a political environment has moved forward. But now you have an ally who's watching things for you. Now it doesn't necessarily feel like you're leaving the station. And maybe next time when you come back, you won't have that disadvantage. But you're not sure how you feel about it as we cut back into the flashback of only just an hour and a half ago of you walking into Ambassador Pugino's quarters. As you step into the embassy, you see the woman at the front, his personal assistant, the envoy, Nale, sees you and rises and says, Ambassador Olin Marginil, how may I help you? I'm afraid I don't have an appointment, but I would like to speak with Ambassador Pagino if he will see me. I'm afraid the Ambassador has requested not to admit you. Would you please tell him on my behalf that 
I come only with the desire to clear the air. Please wait here. She walks gracefully out of the room for a moment. And then returns moments later and says, the ambassador is waiting for you. Thank you. She bows respectfully, acknowledging your station as an ambassador and ushers you in. As you step into the room, Ambassador Pagino, you can already tell from the body language that he's assumed a position of power. His back is turned to you, his hands are folded behind his back, and he's looking out the window, not acknowledging you as you walk into the room. Says nothing as you enter and the doors close behind you. You're already reading this, Ambassador. He is, clearly you are being made to beg. That's. That is that is the posture that he's assumed when you enter this room. I thank you most humbly for allowing me a moment to speak with you. He turns to you and says, I hated my people for a long time. I despised being a Romulan. When I was a young boy, my mother was caught in a group of sympathizers for the Riemann people, and my father had her executed in the town square. He tried to explain it to me, but I never truly understood it. His only excuse was is that I was Romulan, and that by birthright it is our place to inherit the galaxy and I must find the strength of the raptor and do what is best for the Romulan people. When I became older, I had to confront the fact that I grew up despising myself for what I am. But as I began to mature, Ambassador, I began to realize the strengths of being a Romulan, but also the disadvantages for how others perceive me, simply because I am a Romulan. You want truth. I can appreciate that. So, let me be clear to you. Yes, I have agendas. Yes, I have plans. I have ambitions. Yes, I will play politics to get what I want and I will do it for what is best for the Romulan people. It's my belief that investing in a friendship with the United Federation of Planets is a worthy cause, as I am a minority who would like to see the Riemann people become our equals, and our sympathizers are very few and far between in the Romulan Star Empire. That could change now that people like Sila are playing in the back row, and the Senate is taking up the cause. But I need allies outside of Romulus. That is why I've been doing you favors. So that one day, perhaps one day, I can call upon you. No, I haven't been completely honest with you. And you can continue to expect that because Romulus comes first. 
Now, whatever you may have said to me before, I can forgive because I understand your frustrations. But if you want to have any credit with me, then I need you to look me in the eyes and tell me that as a Delton, as a member of the Federation, that you will see me more than as a deceiving, conniving Romulan, as you so accused me of being last time we met. If you truly hold to those Federation values, I have transgressed and spoken ill in a way that I did not intend to. But I'm a firm believer that what one intends and the actual consequences of what they say are not the same thing. The consequences matter more. And so I apologize for offending you and for threatening the integrity of this relationship. I accept your apology. I hear the USS Ross is to be departing soon. Yes, it is uh, a little abrupt, but I will be very happy to be out amongst the stars again. Maybe the day will come when I, as an ambassador of the Romulan Star Empire, will also have the freedom to sail among the stars of the Shackleton Expanse the way you do. Well, I believe that the Romulan Star Empire, the United Federation of Planets, perhaps have a little less further to go than we originally thought in making that a possibility. The Dominion War has taught me the power of hope. If you are hoping for an ally, someone who has ties to the Federation and a voice for a cause that you are passionate about, you might call upon my father. She'll take that under advisement. I won't I thank keep you. For you taking time to see me. You're welcome. Thank you for taking the time to mend this relationship. Of course. It is not just my responsibility to the U.S. As to the Federation of Planets, but the personal conviction of mine that where possible mend all the fences you can. Safe journeys, Ambassador Owen Marjoneel. Jolantru. Jolantru. 
what am I getting off of him? Like, what have I been getting off of him during this conversation? Um, really standoffish. Even after the apology, you get the impression that, uh, like a stiffness, almost like this rigidity that's just kind of, it's, he's not as open as he once was. He's kind of stifling himself a little bit, treating you with almost suspicion, but no hostility. And as you sit there, as the USS Ross departs Narendra Station, plotting a course for this anomaly, coordinating its data with astronavigation and astrometrics, as well as uh, cetacean ops. Are the Jashashians on board? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. they're on the bridge watching this. Good, that's what um, I was hoping. Also. They're, they're very, very quiet. They're, they're, over, they're actually standing over by Prawl and keeping just very quiet and Prawl's just glancing at them, just going, please don't touch anything. This is my security space. And Yugos is like, oh, uh, of course. Sorry, of course. <laughs> it's, I didn't realize those were actually consoles. They're just flat. I, <laughs> we have buttons still. <laughs> um, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, as the USS Ross begins to pull away from Narendra and gain speed. A course is plotted, triangulated with all the known subspace anomalies that have been detected in the vicinity. It takes a good five minutes to calculate the course. When you hear the helm say, course plotted and laid in, Captain. Set course. And let's go to warp. Time to do some exploration. Engaging. You hear the warp core engines humming as they become to life. And you glance down at that data pad that you have in your left hand, Ambassador. And there's a small couple of words that have been sent to you from the ranger station as you're getting ready to depart. It just says, welcome to the game. And USS Ross. And with that jolting uh, momentum into space, so too goes Olin's stomach <laughs> into their feet. <laughs> That's where we're going to wrap up tonight's episode. Thank you, Good Eric. y'all. Y'all were everywhere. This is the first time where like, the, you guys have been so scattered all over the place. Uh, y'all were all over the place, and it was a lot of fun. You get to see multiple <laughs> scenes all over the ship. It was really cool. We each had a custom NPC, so thank you, Eric. Yes. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Um, tonight, when I was prepping the game, I was like, "Man, I miss the Jashashians." Like, mm. You know what? They've been doing some exploring too. Damn it! Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Coffee making, and they they remind you that there are good things. Yeah, they're good yep. things. They needed far more experiences than us accidentally bringing them trouble. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, right, don't so make now us we're bring them trouble. with us so we can trouble, but a little more on purpose. Yeah. But now you've it's also adventure. got adventure. And, and now you've got another reason to visit Jadaran again. Mm -hmm. And probably even get, if you wanted to, you would have the option of getting scientific studies of the birth site of the crystalline entity. My goodness, just 
Imagine that. That's that's such a good idea. It's your ship. To follow up with people I had first contact with. Yeah. No, y'all, y'all, the USS Ross has finally embarked once again into the Shackleton Expanse and is free to explore. So, with these... Yeah, with all these little plot points that are now out there, um, you have the con. You guys have managed to wrap up what's going on with the Romulan Star Empire. You've gotten an interesting proposition from Admiral Hebert that might take the Ross somewhere else, but it seems like that's optional and not necessarily something the Ross has to do if the Ross doesn't want to do. Also true for Admiral April, April Bear. I mean, as a Vice Admiral, you pretty much get to pick where you want to be posted, unless Starfleet's really pissed off. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Lots and of, I didn't get arrested. And you didn't get arrested, and you got Yay. your illicit thing. <laughs> Yay. I, beat, I beat you tech. <laughs> the station no, must just think I'm the worst captain. What's that? The station really must think I'm the worst captain. <laughs> station. No, just Cyvik. It's. I, I mean, don't care. What I don't think. care about his opinion. Look, He's a jerk. Yeah. Do we care? I love. I love Tuvok, but let's let's confess. Tuvok was the most humorless security officer, and Cyvik is like Tuvok 2.0. So Tuvok's like my favorite. I love Tuvok. He's so good. Um, that's Mr. Vulcan. His name is Mr. Vulcan. <laughs> Mr. Vulcan. That's going to do it for the stream punks tonight, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we will see you next Monday night. And a lot of things will be different next Monday night. Because vote. Vote like your future depended on it. Vote like vote. your voice can change the course of your ship. Vote. Vote, vote for the Federation. For, yeah. <laughs> when all else fails, vote for the Federation. Um, we will. But don't actually all... do that as a write-in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Federation. Um, we will catch y'all next Monday night, everybody. Until then, hailing frequencies are closed. <laughs>